You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to The Cool Kids. It's our 100th episode. 100. Oh, my God. 100. Oh, in the first segment, and we've got a bunch of them today. In the first <laughs> segment, we talk about men in blazers. They shit a little bit on LeVar Ball. They try to use a soccer moment. We don't let them. We call the shots. That's right, son. Plus, we also bring up this Dominican lover story. It has nothing to do with Polanco's family until I can prove it. Uh, and also, we talk about Medunianin. Uh, he got a red card. He helped get a red card rescinded. Would you do that? I know I would not. Medunianin in it. Uh, and also, we talk about the Gold Cup. In segment number two, we l- we talk a little San Jose Earthquake. It's a team we don't really cover too much because, uh, you know, it's it's so far away from us. What's their deal? <laughs> well, that, yeah, that, I think that clarifies it a little bit more. But we talk with Robert Jonas uh, because Dominic Kinnear, the coach for San Jose Earthquake, just got laid off, gave given the pink slip, and it makes no sense whatsoever because the team just won. But apparently everyone in San Jose is super chill about it. <laughs> and in the third segment, we talk about some of the derbies, but you know what we talk about? We actually play some of the messages that our fans have sent us in honor of our 100th episode it's absolutely amazing we're so sorry that it's a seven hour episode but hey it's what we do listen uh, to it keep listening to the whole thing it's really really heartwarming and we absolutely love you guys uh but there's that and more on this episode of the cooligans hey this is alexi lawless there is nobody in u.s soccer that is more important than the cooligans Yeah, everybody. Hey. We are officially. Look at this. Recording our hundredth. A hundredth. A hundred. H U N N I D. One hundred. J U A N. Last name H U N N I D. One hundred episode. That's right. He's he's half Mexican, half uh, Norwegian. Norwegian. (laughs) Uh, Terrible tan. Uh, Great tacos. One hundred. Old, old, uh, I guess, uh, fermented whale blubber tacos. You guys got (laughs) to give them a try. My favorite. Uh, especially the ones that are like that, that are you? extinct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. <laughs> Just a good old fermented shark bones. <laughs> uh, they only have cartilage anyway. But oh my god, this is it. This is our hundredth episode. This is absolutely incredible. Thank you for listening, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans. A hundred episodes of this. This is it. Uh, who who's listened to all hundred episodes? Is there anyone out there? I don't think it, we have. No, I <laughs> I went back and listened to some of our old episodes. We are so much better at this now. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't know uh, what we were doing. Uh, I mean, we still don't know what we're doing, but we knew no, even less. we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. We knew even less of what we were doing. Uh, shocking how little we knew then. <laughs> you know, It's probably still shocking yeah. how little we know now. But They should I mean, really have a, some rules or guidelines before they allow people to do podcasts. Uh, really? Just like, yeah. They, they should, <laughs> this is an open door policy. Don't let anyone in. Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, we would have been in night school had we, had we had some regulations we needed to follow. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, well, we are the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And uh, again, yeah, we're your uh, favorite stand-up comedians who host uh, an American soccer podcast. Uh, we host the gulliest soccer podcast. That's right. And we've... The uh, gulliest podcast in the damn world. <laughs> if you've been... Uh, if you've been... If this is your first time listening, you're listening to the 100th time we've done this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, well, this might be like 103rd, because how many times did we record <laughs> and we realize our equipment wasn't on? You know, that, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we're, we're about at uh, like 600 episodes. I think. <laughs> yeah, God damn it. That's a, a common theme here. We're like, God, that was gold, and we didn't record any all of that, it. All that hot content. Oh, gone. Uh, but yes, so uh, if you don't 
If you don't know who we are, we, uh, that's again, on you. That's if it, you don't know who it's, it's we your, are. It's your fault. How did you get? How did you get here? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, but although we are glad you're finally listening, we uh, obviously we started this uh, podcast uh, in the summer of 2015. Yeah, uh, we we the, the I think the first thing we did officially was a video, right? I think yeah, we we shot it on a GoPro on a GoPro on a tripod that weighed like forty eight times. It <laughs> was the like, GoPro yeah, <laughs> it looked like there was no camera on the tripod. <laughs> and people were like, "Yo, are you filming right now?" Like, they yeah. So obviously, Alexis and I we know each other from stand up comedy. We've been doing stand up yeah. comedy a long time. Uh, we decided to you know start talking about soccer, uh, and the first thing we had done, we went to. Yankee Stadium and did like a man on the street piece where Alexis interviewed NYCFC fans after a game. Oh, yeah. be- uh, was it before a game or after? It was after. It was after, it was after, after a the game. game. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. And uh, and you know, uh, you know, and the fans were dumb, getting in the shot and ruining. Yeah. People you know, were very drunk. People were very drunk. Uh, some loud supporters. Yeah, singing very and, aggressively. But, but that was the that was the first thing we had said we want to do videos and a podcast, and we were and uh, Alexis. Was the one who who you brought up the idea to me? Yeah, I, I had had the idea before. Yeah, um, in fact, I had other hosts in mind before. Okay, NYCFC. well, don't, t- don't talk about that. Yeah, no, I mean, you were like our seventh option. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, like I didn't know who. I'm like, what other comedians know soccer? Uh, there was one of the dude uh, who was a Red Bull fan, and I was already an NYCFC fan as NYCFC was getting started. So I thought maybe that would be the podcast. And I thought about him, um, but he's no longer doing comedy. And at the time he was very busy. So I, and it, the, 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 I think the chemistry wasn't there. And uh, I thought about another uh, comic, but he's not an MLS fan. He's from England. He's only a premier league fan. And even that he doesn't really follow anymore. So I thought about that and I actually like got coffee with these guys and together I thought maybe the three of us and it just, none of it worked. And I kind of scrapped the whole idea uh, for a little bit. And, and- I came along. And then you were like, you hit me up and were like, hey, because I posted about going to the NYCFC matches. I'm, yeah. I just got season tickets. You hit me up and like, yo, I'm thinking of getting season tickets. I'm like, yo, sit next to me. Right? Um, or and stand then, next to me. Yeah. And I, and I was like, well, is this a date now? Yeah. I mean, I don't I'm know. Like, what to- just sit on my lap, <laughs> son. <laughs> we can just get one ticket. You yeah. can sit on my I, I'll put you in my baby Bjorn and I we'll mean, be good. On, you, know? <laughs> you weigh nothing compared to me. They won't, they won't suspect now, the, a thing. The, the, the toughest part for me was, uh, am, I, am I sitting in the baby Bjorn facing you or yeah. facing the game? No, you're in the baby Bjorn behind me <laughs> just uh, looking I'm over backpacking your, over your yeah, shoulder yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah, good yeah. <laughs> and i'll just i'll hit you up with a chicken finger <laughs> right over my shoulder uh you you could poop right there behind me uh but so i i was like ah, yo why don't you stay next to me and i kind of had forgotten i always knew in the back of my head that i wanted to do some soccer related content i guess um and comedically but i kind of forgot about the idea of trying to get partners or whatever and then you and i were just naturally had a lot of great chemistry and we knew of each other and we knew each other kind of well but we didn't know each other as well as we know now yeah uh, now i would say we're 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 such good friends that we're almost enemies you know what i mean like we've <laughs> yeah, turned it's getting there we've yeah. turned that corner <laughs> where we have more that we know more we didn't know what we liked about each other at first now we know so much we have so many things we hate yeah, exactly. uh so um you know looking back at it i'm really glad that you did get those season tickets and stand next to me because uh this is one of the things that i'm i'm really i'm probably proudest of in my comedy career yeah. up till this point yeah i feel the same way where the, the, the when you had uh, when we initially started talking about it and i I liked the idea of doing uh, comedic soccer. Which is funny because you come across as like non-committed to anything. I'm like, hey, I, I mean, have no, this idea. I, only, only to my girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, yeah don't, no, don't, yeah. You, don't you dare say No, that. trust me. Actually, she asked me to mention this on the podcast. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is like I brought this idea up to you and you were like, yeah, all right. 
Yeah, but that but that's kind of which for you is like yeah, yeah getting down on one knee. Yeah, you just don't, you don't say yes to anything. You just will do it. Maybe that's that's I, I'm very much a uh, throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. Which so, you could tell if you look at some of our initial content. We were just trying to figure out what we were going to do. Exactly, and that's uh, that's pretty much what happened. You you suggested this. I was already I was already working on a a, a sketch show. Remember, I was doing metro metro section, section. and that was that was a lot of work. And I was uh, editing videos. I was doing so many so many of the things. That, that we're doing right now I was doing on this comedy show so yeah. I told myself I'm like oh this would just be another thing and I get to apply those skills and right. I, I already do comedy I, I mean I wasn't the, the thing I was least worried about was the making jokes and, and yeah that, that, that part is the fun part I think we didn't know how we were going to make soccer funny but I think we knew we could make it funny like that wasn't a worry for us the worry for us is how are we going to put out content we both had podcasts before so we kind of understood the podcast game yeah which is probably why that came so easiest to us but on the video side we both kind of knew how to edit we both kind of knew how to shoot but putting that together coming up with like yeah. production but schedules the, and all that I, shit we had no idea and this is where the, uh i i was the, the most confident about is because with a lot of people in comedy when you try to work with anybody on anything, a lot of comedians, I don't know if you know this, Alexis, are pretty lazy. Oh, my God. I don't know if you, yeah. People, I know this might be a shock to a lot of people. I got to be honest. I wish you would have told me to buckle my seatbelt before you told me that. <laughs> so there's a big issue. Uh, and this is like a common artist thing, you know, just like laziness, not really following through with ideas. And all I have no ideas. All I can do is follow through with things. Yeah, yeah. No, you're the follow through guy. <laughs> I'm the follow through guy. I'm the idea guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's basically what happened. You was like, I like this idea. I'm, I can apply the 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 discipline to like say, hey, Alexis, you need to be here and do this Which, this day. At first, was very necessary. <laughs> uh, I I have a tendency to be all over the place. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of things that I want to do, and then uh, making a sandwich seems to be the only one that I follow <laughs> through on. But I, you know. I will say that you and I kind of looked at each other, I would say probably like a couple of weeks into this and we're like, wow, we're both really, you're stepping up where you sort of had failed before and I'm stepping up where I would have sort of failed before. And we were both making such a heavily concerted effort. And the reason why we wanted to do this was one, because it's, you know, obviously it's good for our career, but really we looked at it and we saw that there was just no nobody was doing what we could do. And I mean, hopefully the fans have heard that, um, you know, uh, we've got a lot of nice messages along the way that make us feel as though maybe that's the connection we're making with the fans, but we've never, I've never heard, uh, soccer content that's actually funny in the U.S. Even in Europe, it's still a little bit dry and a little bit sort of just sarcastic. Yeah, I've tried listening to uh, soccer podcasts in Europe or football right. podcasts, right? And my big, we did that at first. Remember, like yeah. at first, we were like, let's listen to all the competition and figure out what they're doing. I'm listening to it, and my biggest issue is one: I don't know what they're talking about, right? Because their voices are weird. They, they sound all strange. Yeah, why are they saying things all wrong? You know? <laughs> they don't sound like uh, my, my my uncle Pablo. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's weird. No, but the uh, the cultural uh, uh, disconnect. Right. That was really the big issue where they would make jokes, and I'm like, all right, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. So the the right, you have to pause in Google. The real <laughs> the real Google translate just English other English words. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but th that's one thing. Uh, and the longer we did this, the more I realized how there there isn't this. It doesn't exist. Uh, just like uh, people trying to with their only goal is to be funny. Uh, 
while talking about soccer instead of making fun of soccer, which yeah. which there's an abundance of. Right. Like, it's funny. Like, we talked about this. But when we started telling people that were, I don't know, competition or higher up or people that were more heavily involved in soccer traditionally in America, when we said we're comedians and we're talking about soccer, the look on their eyes was like they had to cross the street in front of a bully. Like there was fear, you know what sure, I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, but you're, what's going to be the also? Be about? I mean, you would you would have conversations with brass knuckles on, so that never really helped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe I'm looking through your backpack uh, while that's happening, looking for your lunch money. But to be honest, like the fear in their face was like, oh god, they're going to be making fun of soccer. And it's I, I like to say that we make fun with soccer. You know what I mean? As opposed to of soccer, it's it's uh, a way to, um, and this is how I've, I've sort of felt because I never. Uh, before we, you know, started going to NYCFC games, I, I was I used to go to soccer games here and there, yeah. but I never really understood the culture. I, I was just a very casual fan, right? Uh, and now we're doing it for the culture. And now, but no, I feel a part of something. I feel yeah. a part of, uh, you know, all these all the people that we've met through the NYCFC supporters group, just the people we've met from other teams and other supporters groups. Like it, it's just seeing that passion. Uh, uh, like we're all building together. Yeah. Uh, you know, f- so that people can pay more attention to the sport and see how uh, not just how great it is, but also like how much passion is behind it. The the, the stories uh, amongst all the people like it's it's been uh, again. Yeah, it's it, uh, as a comedic endeavor. It's been great. But it's just like the the it, it's allowed me to show a side of uh, vulnerability and passion that I never thought before we started that that would even happen. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. I never thought I would just wake up one day and decide to drive to montreal without my wife you know what i mean with my second wife christian polanco (laughs) uh and you know just fly to canada get you know media passes that to me we've done so many crazy things and look well let's let's reminisce uh in the in in the the last segment in the last segment we actually have a big big nice gift and surprise for everyone involved it's so cool so we we got a lot of uh uh, lovely messages from a lot of people and we're gonna get some of the some of the people who who listen to this show uh the fans which is why we do this uh, in the most important part of this whole thing who uh, besides me i would say it's alexis (laughs) the fans uh some of the equipment we have (laughs) yeah and then this, Christian. this microphone stand that's holding <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these <the> specifically <laughs> this, that microphone stand it, it's really been it's <laughs> yeah. uh done it's done a lot i mean it's been here the whole time <laughs> and it's the least noisy one the noise you hear in the background is usually mine as i move around a lot christian doesn't have a lot of space to move where he sits so uh but let's let's get to the show uh obviously we got to get to business and let's start a couple let's uh we got to get to business <laughs> business there's a couple things going on and uh we we should start with maybe maybe a little bit of a little pop pot Podcast beef, yeah. That that I think uh, you know we we may want to. I don't know if we're starting it, but it is it is. We're certainly pointing something out, and we may be maybe leading the charge here. Okay. So the other day, uh, obviously, Men and Blazers, very popular uh, podcast. Uh, obviously, they they cover the Premier League some, uh, and they focus uh, on American soccer. Uh, they used to. <laughs> I mean, before they, NBC kind of bought them, and now they only kind of talk about it. Yes, but the other day. Uh, uh, they they tweeted out, and it's one. I don't know who tweeted it. A out. little bit of background information. If you don't know who Lavar Ball is, you haven't been paying attention. Um, he is the father of uh, uh Lando. Lando, yeah, Lando, <laughs> Lonzo Ball, Lonzo. Yeah. I can't remember his kid's name. Uh, it's Lando uh, yeah, Calrissian. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> from, yeah, from Star- yeah. Lando Calrissian is uh, his father, Lavar. 
Calrissian. Yeah, you know, <laughs> definitely a reference I get. Um, <laughs> totally get that reference. But yes, LeVar Ball. He is a loud, abrasive human being. Yes, and he is the father of uh, a, a basketball player who, who just, got picked second. Who got picked second by the uh, in the NBA draft just last week by the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, he is he's a loud man. He is obnoxious. He is annoying. Controversial. Controversial. Uh, but all those things. Not not a not a monster by any means. He just he loves his children and and the way he's he's a he's arrogant. He, he, he is very arrogant, very sh- outspoken. But he's also he's very confident and, and and talks up his children more than anyone I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I would beg for a father. That's it. That's, That's it. it. End of period. End of- if anybody wants, to, if anybody wants to, anybody wants to be Alexis's yeah. father. I mean, he is still got a shot here. Uh, I'll play catch with anybody at this point. Um, but if, if if I could choose a father, just having a father is already a step up. If I could choose one, I would love to have one who was outspoken in their support of me, and that's exactly what he is. Okay, and so let let's give some context. So obviously, NYCFC played the Red. Bulls yeah. uh, over the weekend and finally won at Red Bull Arena, which right. a, a, lot, a lot of teams have not won uh, at Red Bull Arena, especially the last two years. It's, right. they, they have a, they've had a pretty good streak. We're lucky that we played well and that Jesse Marsh decided to go to Europe for the week to go get his <laughs> licenses and not care about his team. But anyway, go ahead. Exactly. So uh, well, I will get to that. But um, so uh, Jack Harrison scores, uh, obviously the, the 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 winger for NYCFC. Great goal, big yeah. deal. The team wins. Uh, Even if you're not a fan of NYCFC, you know who Jack Harrison's mom is. Everyone knows Deb Harrison. She's very present in the story of him coming to America and everything. And she's a wonderful woman and a friend of the podcast. Exactly. So Debbie Harrison, there's a there was a great moment. We we retweeted it. We a lot of people shared it. Uh, Jack, as soon as the game was over, final whistle, he goes over to Mumsy and yeah. gives her gives her a big hug. And, and she's we, climbing a wall halfway. It's just a beautiful photo, beautiful image. I uh, would want Debbie Harrison to be my father. All right, <laughs> she could too. Yes. She would probably do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was a beautiful moment, and uh, a lot of people were uh, speaking very nicely about it and sharing it and things like that. But Men in Blazers, what they chose to do was take this beautiful moment. Yeah. And which uh, has nothing to do with basketball. It has nothing to do with basketball. It has nothing to do with Levar Ball. And uh, they write a quote. This is the tweet. LeVar Ball needs to look and learn from Deborah Harrison hugging her son, Jack Harrison, at final whistle. A class poetic moment. Now, I immediately... Rep- this personally bothered me. Yeah, the, you actually let me know about it because I didn't even see this tweet. Yeah, and the, and the, the thing I wrote back to them was, uh, he already loves his children and is their biggest supporter. Nothing about that moment uh, with Debbie and Jack has anything to do with the Ball family. And... If you don't, again, if you don't know LeVar Ball, look look him up. You you you'll watch a couple of videos, yeah. and you probably won't like him. Not a hard guy to hate. Not a yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the the question of does he love his children and does he show love properly, yeah, is not for the men in blazers to decide. No, nor is it something that I think I don't think anyone would watch what he's doing, what LeVar Ball is doing, and say, oh, he hates his kids or he's a bad influence on his kids. If anything, he is saying, I am not going to let these kids get sort of deterred or swayed or bamboozled in this business, which happens all the time to, by the way, many, many young men who grew up without fathers. He is stepping in in a way that's saying, I'm going to be so loud and so present that you're not going to be able to take advantage of these kids. And he, and some people may think that maybe he is taking advantage of them and using it as an opportunity for a spotlight. But if look at everything he does, it's all about his kids. It's never really about him. Exactly. And he, he does something that uh, most 
people in in any sort of entertainment business don't do, which is he uh, his when I when it comes to his sons and especially Lonzo, Lonzo doesn't seem like a, he doesn't seem like his father at all. No, he's, he's not, very quiet. He's very quiet. Very I don't know the mom, but I have assumed that's the mom's personality. And and what what I think of him is just like he's taking any possible heat that his any pressure that could be put on his children. Right. He's like, I'll take it. Yeah. And, and he, by the way, even if he is. Not a great dad. We don't know the whole story. We don't know the but situation with Debbie and Jack. Has, we and look, and we know Debbie, and we know Jack, and we love, we Debbie. love them. And there's, there's, this has absolutely nothing no. to do with them. And for for me, just because I've I've already seen, and you know, people may not agree with this, but I've I've already seen a lot of the Lavar Ball hatred. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I can't uh, commit entirely to just like disliking this guy. And I honestly don't dislike him. Uh, I just think he's obnoxious. That's all. But it, it does scream, uh, you know, some condescension and, yeah. and, uh, and the optics of it, of like the, the men in blazers is, which is two white men in blazers, two British dudes two British, in blazers being saying, like, well, I don't agree with how that, but, but specifically yeah. saying, uh, LeVar Ball needs to look and learn, yeah. which is what does he need to learn from Debbie and Jack? I mean, he's, right. he has his own life. He, he if got, anything, they'd probably all be friends. He got his, exactly. He yeah. got, he got his, uh, uh, you know, his oldest son, right? Yeah. His oldest son yeah. to be drafted uh, by the Los Angeles Lakers, his he's second a, and his own second company. His own, he's gonna. His son is an instant millionaire. This is, anybody would love a father like this. Yeah. To, Again, to, that can I would bring, love a father. <laughs> this dad gets results. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so if he was the coach of the San Jose Earthquakes, he would not have been fired this weekend. So, <laughs> <laughs> he gets results. Sorry, but we'll if, talk about that in a second. If a you second. want to criticize Levar Ball, you criticize Levar Ball. You don't criticize his parenting. Yeah, because the, pa- the that, that's the one thing that stands out as positive. Exactly. Yeah, there's and, so much more to talk shit about, and it comes off incredibly condescending. Yeah. I like I know what I'm talking about. You need to, just right. The, the the needs to yeah it's just look and think about think about the reverse of this think about watching the NBA draft and seeing Levar Ball go second and or watching the the sneaker brand come out and go Debbie Harrison needs to see this and needs to learn how to market her son better think of how dumb that would sound <laughs> exactly. like what are you talking about these are two different things exactly it, it's imagine if uh, we just went out and be like uh, you know what the men in blazers need to learn how to be entertaining as the cooligans oh my you know? god I mean, <laughs> How do we not see that tweet every week? I mean, think about it. For two very boring uh, human beings to sit here and talk about LeVar Ball, who's anything but, by the way, anything but. Uh, In fact, I'm willing to go out on a ledge. I think the men in blazers need to watch LeVar Ball's interviews and can learn how to act in a way that doesn't sound fully scripted and annoyingly, annoyingly dry. How's that sound? Okay. And look, you may feel that way. That's that's fine. That's a personal I, opinion from I, Alexis Guerrero. Yeah, I, not the cooligans. I personally, I don't dislike the men in blazers no, me and, and what they do. You me know, I, I think what they do is. I'm very, glad they're around. Yeah, I, it, and it's very important yeah. for introducing uh, the Premier League to uh, to Americans. Yeah. How about this? First of all, not only do rising tides lift all boats, 
We're in the soccer, soccer content community. They are too. That's important. But if it wasn't for podcasts like them, we wouldn't be around. And by that, I mean boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> and bad. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, and not funny. Uh, that's why we're here. <laughs> and that's fair. And that's fine. And that's, as, you know, as uh, from our criticism as comedians, yeah, their podcast is not funny. That's not no. what they do. No. Uh, and, and so nobody's asking them uh, to do that. Right. But, and it's just our expert opinion. You may disagree. And that's like, fine. You yeah. can look at it and go comedically. That doesn't hit what we are looking for. Um, like a couple things. You know, it, they, they don't follow the, you know, they don't joke the way we do. They don't have the attitudes that we do. I don't, I personally don't think they're that entertaining. Um, I could see why it, it, it has the fan base that it does. It does have a draw and an appeal. Um, I'm personally kind of done being talked down to by, British accents when it comes to the sport. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Personally. I, so yeah, now it's not just our sport, but now it's also our fucking parenting. <laughs> you don't do like anything about this fucking country? Huh? How about you go back to your fucking little island? How's that sound? Huh? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, this this upset me. Uh, you know, yeah. th- this was this was a thing I think that was, like, I'm not offended Tweet whatever right, the hell you no want. There's no blog post coming. Yeah, yeah, but look, it's like, yo. Although Christian's going to have an interview with Salon.com, <laughs> and uh, sometimes the patriarchy needs to be taken down. It was, uh, it, it was, it was out of pocket. There you go. That's really what it was. Just out of pocket. I was like, dude, this is has nothing. Talking out the side of your mouth, dog. Yeah. <laughs> has nothing to do. You, th- there's no expertise that that the men and blazers will ever give about the the Levar about Levar Ball or the Ball family no. that I will ever care about. So, and and this uh, level of, uh, of of being condescending is just it's just surprising. It's just like there's supposed to be like two cheeky guys, yeah, that, two gents, two gen- yeah. And and this was uh, I think a, a cheap shot because it wasn't a joke. It, even if it was like, hey, they're comedians, and if this was a comedian that said that, I'd be like, oh, I, I hey, bro, like you were trying to make a joke, but it wasn't a good one. Yeah, you didn't reach it. Yeah, yeah. You, they weren't trying to make a joke, and then they were taking using. I, I, really, what I hate the most is that they're using Debbie as an example yeah. of of to, to make this point, which has nothing to do with her right. and her son, which she would never do. Exactly, she would De- never be like, I'm a better parent than that person. Debbie does one thing that I think relates. The only way that relates to the story is she loves her son so goddamn much yeah and she supports her son so goddamn much take out she and put in lavar ball and take out her and put in him right and that's exactly the same sentence they both love and care for their kids and uh we absolutely love her she's the mom of all the fans of nycfc and really all fans of mls she's the mom of the cooligans yeah I mean, she's, she's the <laughs> official mom of the cooligans <laughs> she's so supportive because of us. just like my comedy career my actual mom <laughs> has never even heard this podcast <laughs> has no idea what i do uh so debbie uh not only loves our podcast and i hope she's listening right now for our 100th episode but she also sends us like the cutest messages she's the, be- and the she's best she's so supportive of us yeah. it's amazing and, and and this is where this is the, the advantage that and and the perspective that we have uh, uh the the better perspective that we have uh, from compared to the melon blazers on this specific subject is that we know debbie and we do know jack and they can't they should not be making this point no with the, you know that that's all this is like we have a, a little bit more experience here right and from uh on, on a on a personal level it's just like yo dog yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, man. Yeah, you had a place. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad we just sorted that out. Yeah. And, and uh, to quote LeVar Ball, know your role. Right? <laughs> Did he say that disrespectfully to a woman once? <laughs> Whatever. All right. Not everything about him is perfect, but trust us. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a complicated uh, <laughs> figure. He's not, yeah. yeah. He hasn't done it. But again, it's yeah. just, he's, when you, if you got the greatest parenting, 
one we we nobody sh- nobody should no because nobody's business but if we did we'd give him a 100 <laughs> we give him a, we a give 100 him a 100 he's, yeah. he's doing great yeah and he's, it looks like his kids imagine getting three year old sons into the nba oh man P- pushing them and yeah like you know like that's a that's a, again results and imagine being his kids you have your own sneakers your own yeah. sneaker brand a dad? I mean, all oh, the two things I don't have. It's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. All right. So uh, now that we got that out of the way, let's get... <laughs> let's, I'm going to go cry in the other room. And, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> let's uh, get into... Uh, you know what? I, I was going to say let's get into some talk about... I did want to talk about a, a, a thing very quickly in um, on, on Facebook that you had posted on my wall. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> which blew up. Which blew up, which I really did not expect. <laughs> so I got a little bit of hate. <laughs> I got a little bit of hate for it. <laughs> okay, so, uh, like, obviously, we're both on Facebook. And, yes. and we, we do more of a, like, comedy-related things, I think, on Facebook. Every really. once in a while, we'll post soccer on soccer stuff. stuff but yeah, it's just, our uh, friends are like, we get it. Yeah. You like soccer. Keep that over there. <laughs> but I will say, before we talk about it, just close your eyes and try to think of if you uh, were putting a mannequin in a store and you wanted to make that mannequin uh, the most stereotypically Dominican person, <laughs> you'd probably put some type of partially shaved, partially cornrowed designed haircut, uh, a childish like face on a very tanned human being. Okay. Well, somewhat you, you, cut. you're describing me. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. Well, other than the hair uh, and you'd name him something. <laughs> Uh, that sounds like maybe it's a nickname his friends gave him on a boat. Uh, something like Adonis. Adonis. <laughs> okay, so with the reason we're talking, so there was a, a, a post, uh, and this is just funny to us. Uh, it's so has funny. literally nothing to do with soccer, but this is just a fun thing. So, uh, Who that, knows, maybe he's a fan of Seabow FC. <laughs> maybe. So uh, uh, Alexis posted this link uh, from uh, an article in... Uh, I believe it was the, the New York Post. Th- no, no, this is the Mirror. This is oh, the, the Mirror. U- this That's is right. in the UK. So... <laughs> so uh, uh, so the is it the Daily Mirror or is it just a mirror? I think it's the Daily Mirror. Okay, so he and the headline is my Dominican lover. <laughs> sorry, can we get to the end of it? My Dominican lover married another woman while I was giving birth to our son. Right. Which, if you know Dominicans, you're reading that going, "Yep, yeah." Because <laughs> I read this and I was like, "Oh, okay, another one." <laughs> <Yeah>. what's, <laughs> no, you're like, "So what's the article about? <laughs> is it bees or something? Does it have anything to do with an outbreak of some sort?" Because like, yeah. this is, uh, yeah, common. This is this is not even yeah. uh, this. Is is like back page you don't even, why even bother with this yeah. this is That's not even like a if, story. You're, if you're english and listening to this you're probably thinking like imagine a uh, man eats fish and chips after bar <laughs> that's how common what you just mentioned is <laughs> so uh obviously so this was the the story uh, a, a woman from uh england went to she was working in uh, in, in Dominican Republic and right. I guess in the hotel industry met this guy who also works in the hotel industry yeah Dominican guy yeah got that job so he could bang tourists white tourists <laughs> sure I don't know if he cares what well, color so they were married and they look alike so I think he has a type <laughs> athletic petite white women okay so uh, and so apparently this time he had hooked up with uh, this one woman yeah uh, and she was pregnant and then I guess she, he got her pregnant. He got her pregnant, but yeah. she had complications, so she had to go back to England. Yeah, uh, to have to, to give birth. Yeah. So in that meantime, he decided to marry a German tourist. Yes. Spending time in Dominican Republic, who looked 
almost exactly like her. But to her quote, to quote the woman who had the baby, uh, just with more wrinkles. So throwing a little shade, learned a little something in the <laughs> so DR. Just, uh, maybe we'll share it on something. You may, yeah. uh, hopefully you can uh, find this and read this because it's uh, it's just absurd. But yeah. it, it, in some of our fans who are now our friends on Facebook also liked it. And yeah, commented on it. <laughs> but just the, the a lot of the comments were. I posted that they should put this in the dictionary under the uh, under the verb Dominican for you've got Dominican because <laughs> this is very common. This is like the joke about Dominicans is this right here. Yeah, this, um, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, as far as infidelity, yeah, yeah. It, it's a common uh, Dominican. But like, it's like uh, monogamy is almost like, uh, yeah, we do it. Yeah, but it's like, like whatever. Yeah, it's a part of the culture is the joke, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. And and let me, so I am Dominican and I'm also monogamous, but by choice and it's very difficult to do <laughs> yeah. it every day. It's, it is a choice every right. day. Absolutely. Like, cause you know, it's in your constitution <laughs> that you don't have to be. I mean, it's a part of the culture. It, yeah. It's totally allowed. Yeah. My girlfriend would be totally fine well, with it. Well, someone posted, I'm Cuban and none of my siblings have the same parents, <laughs> so we do it too. And I'm like, I am too. I'm also Cuban. Uh, you have a shitty family. I didn't say that, but I was like, yeah, uh, it's just not, I made the constitution joke in that comment. I'm like, yeah, it's just not written in our constitution. Like it is in the DR. Cause this is just the stereotype joke of the DR. This was just the most, if Dominicans have tried to fight this stereotype, this brought you back 10 years. Yeah. And th- that's the reason I'm bringing it up. You just really to defend this stereotype. Like, it's just I, like, I hate that it is a, uh, a stereotype. Your wife always makes a lot of jokes about the same thing. Like, yeah. oh, okay. she learned that from me. She- yeah. <laughs> oh, well, okay. yeah. She's Italian. She has no idea. <laughs> But I told you, I'm like, oh, if you ever need so to make your, fun of Dominicans, this is what you said. So, okay, so you're the reason this uh, these lies keep spreading. Oh, yeah, no, I'm helping to keep. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to grow the sport in America the, the main, the main, and grow that stereotype. The main thing is all men cheat. It has nothing to do with just the, all types of men cheat. I wouldn't say all men cheat because you don't cheat. Every single man cheats. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you're looking at two here that don't, but all types of men. It's not just Dominicans. Yes. But because that stereotype exists, think about it. It's like an Asian lady who drives bad or a black person speaking loudly during a movie. You're perpetuating that stereotype that already exists, whether it's true or not. This was just the most blatant. <laughs> Even the photos they chose, the dude's haircut, the way he's like kind of looking at the photograph, like, the way he's looking at her, everything about it is so Dominican. I just love the, the all the quotes from the woman. It was just like I was gay. I just gave birth, and I looked on Facebook, and and I saw he was marrying another. Like, or someone messaged him. Someone You're messaged. A, wait a minute, isn't that your boyfriend? <laughs> Holding a woman, hugging a woman who's wearing a wedding dress, which means like he didn't even dress appropriately for the wedding. He was just like, I'll marry this German chick, I guess. Hilarious. It's just absurd. Uh, I feel bad for the lady, but yeah. part of me is also like, wait, what is the comment you put? Like uh, oh, the I, title should be. I, I put a uh, headline should read white woman travels to DR and does not understand country's <laughs> customs. <laughs> That was a hit. Yeah, it was a big one. I think that got more likes than no, the actual not. article. No, it did not. I will defend it because I actually would have deleted it if it did. Uh, I would have made you repost it. Uh, it was a hit, but that's, that's. I mean, you're playing into that too for that joke. So, yeah. you know, we're both doing it in jest. Uh, some people got a little bit upset, but whatever. <laughs> Play along. Okay, so we got that out of the way. Why do we do that on our 100th episode? Because this is what we do for 100 episodes. This is what we do. So, um... Let's uh let's get into some soccer. Yeah, uh, baby. A lot obviously a lot happened. Uh but let's uh we're, we're going to get to um we have a, a, a special guest uh this episode because there was right. obviously Which, b- big news with uh San Jose. Uh Dominic Kinnear, their uh their coach uh was fired mid-season after a win. Uh they're sitting in fifth place in the in the, in Western the playoffs, Conference in the playoffs as of right now. And they were like and not good enough. 
No thanks. What do you want to be in more than one playoff? How does this work? <laughs> but you know, we we know we obviously we like we like the makeup of the team. We've talked about them, but we don't know everything about San Jose. Yeah. So we're bringing in someone who does. So in the second segment, we'll talk to Robert Jonas. Jonas, uh, he knows a ton. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and he writes for Centerline Soccer and an SB Nation blog, uh, uh, where they, they cover San Jose. And yeah. it is he's uh, cover, covering the team for a decade. Knows the team. Yeah, he schools us on what's going on in there. Exactly. So, for, I know there we have a couple San Jose Earthquake fans, and I feel like we don't uh, cover the team too too much, uh, be, mainly because they, uh, you know, are put out some just a whack ass product week to week. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fill the stadium. Maybe we'll talk about you guys. How's that sound? No, I'm joking. Okay. Uh, just no, but like, you know, they have like they uh, lackluster performances. Uh, uh, yeah, they started the season pretty well. Anibal Godoy, remember he had like those great he had that great yeah, chip. Yeah. He had a, oh, a, man. a couple great goals and then they just went through uh, a couple weeks where you were just playing awful. And what about uh, what's uh, Ameriqua? America? Uh, Quinty Ameriqua. Jamericoy? Jamericoy. Jamericoy. Yeah, that's the joke. Virtual insanity, everyone. <laughs> okay. Uh <laughs> Glad, glad you did that. It's a great video. <laughs> Look, uh, I talked about something that wasn't hip hop. Not bad. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk. Uh, we're gonna so we're gonna talk about that. But but let's start with uh, the Gold Cup. Uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, you know the forty man roster was out a couple uh, uh, about two three weeks ago, and now uh, the twenty three man roster is out, and uh, a couple people that we wanted on there are not, and a couple people we didn't expect. Why? Who did you want on there that's not on there? Tommy Mack. Uh, I thought you wanted Pulisic. No, nah, no, nah, whatever. He's nah. you know what? Oh, hat, yo, he ain't Tommy. Save him for later. Yo, Pulisic don't know how to fold down the tongue on his Tims, yo. Uh, <laughs> Tommy Mack does though. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm I'm surprised by some of the names. I'm happy to see Eric Lehigh back. Um, played in Europe for a long time. I'm not exactly sure where he is nowadays. Matt Miazga made it, which is pretty good. Uh, um, Jimmy Conrad was talking about some of the players. You know, that's how he got on the World Cup roster was through the Gold Cup. Yeah. Um, and he said, and it was through Bruce Arena. So he said Bruce Arena likes to watch, see who's consistent, who he can trust in a tournament setting. Um, and that's someone he moves forward. So he thinks Justin Morrow has the opportunity to sort of sneak into the World Cup. Yeah, uh, Toronto um, FC uh, yeah, great, uh, defender. Great player. Um, I'm interested to see Kenny Saif. Uh, you, you don't have a lot of uh, knowledge of this guy, neither do I. Um, all I know is from all of a sudden he made uh, the switch um, from Israel back to the U.S., Born in the U.S., lived in Israel, grew up in Israel, played in Israel, um, wanted to make the switch back to the U.S., has the opportunity to because he's born here. This is it. This is his final switch. He's now a U.S. player. Um, happy to see him. Um, really, really happy to see Dax McCarty back there. Um, he, did what, he took the free trip to Israel and they just never came back. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> when he was a kid, he took, what is it, birthright. Birthright. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to stay here and bang the Israeli chicks. seems so bad. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's really all it is. They just want you to hook up with... Uh, with Israel, Jewish, other Jewish people. Is that true? Is yeah, that what it is? That's all it is. It's like a, 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 a speed dating. Uh, no, it's like, is it I really? Swear. Yeah, because I was, everybody, I spoke to, so obviously our buddy, my friend Jonathan Morvey, when he, he was telling me about it when he went, uh, another comedian, uh, he, he was just like, yeah, they just like, they, tr- they just try to like put you in situations where you're going to hook up with a Jew. That's, really, that's literally that's quoting him, by the way. That wasn't Christian uh, speaking from his soul. Uh, God, when I went on Birthright, you know, yeah. that's what I noticed. I'm here for the Jews. So I'm here to hook up with some Jews. A couple of Jew broads, huh? Maybe a guy. Who knows? Depends how cute they are. But Kenny Saif uh, made the choice to come back. Um, I know he plays in Europe. Oh, he plays for um, uh, Ghent. Okay. Yeah, he plays in Belgium. That's right. Uh, so apparently he was the standout player uh, for uh, against, um, was it Europa or Champions League run? Champions League run. Um, he was a big standout player. So uh, 
pretty good uh, winger slash uh, central fo- uh, midfielder. So kind of exciting. Yeah. I believe he plays on the left, if I'm not mistaken. Also, our boy Juan Agudelo. Juan Agudelo. is back. Juan Hunnit Agudelo. <laughs> uh, yo, he is, uh, he's going out there. He's putting a little grease on the Buñuelo. That's um, right. And um, Dom Dwyer. Dom excited Dwyer. to see him finally. It's going to be tough because uh, Juan and Dom have the same cornrows. Uh, oh, it's gonna be right? tough to tell them. One, only one of them could be Adonis. <laughs> Bruce, uh, Bruce is gonna be like, uh, "When are you going?" Just yeah. <laughs> could whoever, which one of you are? Uh, the one that with. sounds less weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not the one who sounds like he's from England. The one who sounds like he's from Jersey. <laughs> and then obviously, uh, you know, someone like Christian Roldan. Yeah, that's right. Oh, congrats, uh, yeah, Roldan, getting on there. Obviously, he's been liking some of our tweets. What I hasn't started following yet? Though I'm oh. a little bit upset. But we, come on, get on it. Yeah, Chris. we want to. Uh, get him on the podcast. We call the what well, you call them in Golo Rolda, yeah, which is yeah. great. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, some some Villafania and uh, Sean Johnson from NYCFC, the goalkeeper, oh, yeah. which I am I'm happy for him, but I am not happy that he is leaving NYCFC no. because uh, he's been outstanding. It, it, it's so strange. Obviously, he came from the Chicago Fire last season. And, uh, you know, he obviously uh, it was in the, in the expansion draft. He got taken by Atlanta. Atlanta uh, traded, traded him to, us, to, yeah. to NYCFC. Or to NYCFC, yeah. And, uh, I mean, how, how many, he made so many, like, Chicago was awful last season. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and a, a couple of those goals. That player besides a com. But a, a couple of times he made, like, you know, terrible, terrible mistakes. Remember, he, he, he did that, uh, that throw. That 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 he slipped and and he had a right to Josie threw a right to Josie and Josie tapped it in yeah uh, so he's he's just been responsible for like a lot of just kind of poor mistakes from Chicago Fire uh, last season but this year he seems oh, you can't get past him yeah and he, he's he's, he's solidified that uh, that back line too and he plays out of the back really well which I think was the main reason for bringing him in which is uh, sort of the style. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Graham Zussi coming in as a defender. It seems to me like they might be playing a three at the back with uh, two wingbacks. Um, so it's great to see uh, someone like a Justin Morrow uh, take over. Uh, you know, he's a, I believe he's a left back. Justin right? Morrow? Uh, I don't remember. I, think I believe he's a left back. So, yeah, I think he's going to take over for Beasley, which is great. So Beasley could go back to the retirement home because uh-huh. he's being missed and he hasn't <laughs> taken his pills. Um, They're in the cup. I, <laughs> you shake the cup. It makes it makes a noise, Demarcus. Yeah, if it makes a noise, you didn't take them all. Uh, so, yeah, um, a lot of great players. Happy, yeah, but, happy and excited. yeah, yeah. Brad Guzan also. Uh, um, interesting. He got called up to the Gold Cup roster because he uh, just about to start playing. Just with about Atlanta. to start Atlanta. But Ali Khan has been great. Uh, yeah. He's been making some spectacular saves. I think when Braguzan does arrive uh, in in Atlanta, I think there's going to be a little bit of a you know a goalkeeper kind of uh, competition. Oh, you think so? Yeah, a goalkeeper think, controversy. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know Khan has a you know he's made a name for himself. That, you know he's yeah. he's made some huge huge saves uh, to to warrant kind of him keeping the job. Yeah, he's not the reason they lost the matches they lost. I, Which I don't think you can say for a job. Yeah, that's it's obviously it, it, no. The uh, the reason they uh, lost the game they lost was because of uh, Michael Parkhurst. Yeah, uh, he's <laughs> he's been the big problem. Yeah, he's been a huge <laughs> issue, and it's about time it's been brought up. <laughs> Which, so, by the way, I hope that Debbie Harrison is watching Michael Parkhurst because he she could learn how to defend better. <laughs> Does that make sense? Men and blazers no, doesn't have to, but yeah. <laughs> what you, you put in the pockets of the blazers. I'm thinking a little bit of weed, buddy. <laughs> uh, how do you think the U.S. is going to do in the Gold Cup? Or what do you expect out of them? Especially um, looking at this roster, the I, fo- the forwards are the kind of the very interesting thing because we don't know what to expect. Dom Dwyer has never played an international 
match. This is a fir- his first call up with uh, with the U.S. and obviously a lot expected. Yeah. Uh, uh, especially in, in uh, you know these aren't friendly. This is a tournament. This yeah. is already happening. Uh, so- I'm excited. I'm I I want to see. I'm more excited for Acosta working with. Uh, Kenny Saif and seeing that, uh, seeing how Giazzi's art is, is going to be used. I think da- uh, I think Dax is going to be crucial to uh, the success. Of I this, think so, uh, too. Look, I, I honestly don't care if they win. I don't care how well they play. I mean, I care about how well they play. I don't care if they win or lose. You know what I mean? I'm looking at this as sort of like a test to see uh, what's the tactics we're using. They're going to obviously try some stuff. They're going to experiment with some stuff. Um, and, and I think it'll be fun to sort of see exactly how it all comes together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah I'm, I'm optimistic. Uh, I'm, and I think Juan Ogudelo is going to put a couple in, you know? Yeah. I think they're going to be fine. Obviously Jordan Morris also. Jordan Morris can't um, score for Seattle, but no. uh, hopefully he can do something for uh, And Seattle, we all know, is cursed. So they'll be able, he'll be able to score <laughs> for the U.S. makeup, uh, for the U.S. <laughs> national team, and then he'll come back and continue to I hit mean, the post. I mean, hopefully this gets him in some form because how, how bad has he looked with Seattle, Seattle, yeah. Seattle, their biggest issue is they, they can't. Not that they can't score, but it, it's a. It, they, there's they can't almost finish great plays. There's no. There's not much creativity yeah. happening. And, and Jordan Morris, and, and we saw it just the other uh, day against Portland. They, you know, he's he's clearly like he seems fit because he's faster than every goddamn person on the on the pitch. Yeah. So I don't understand what the exact issue is, but he's uh and we saw that that uh that great play. He got a, uh, I think a pass from Dempsey and then he just burst through uh, uh all the defenders and then he took that heavy touch and and uh you know, it's just like it's like the final uh, a choice, final decision. He just he he's he's not in like the correct like headspace at the moment. Just like uh, you would do for a daughter uh, back in the fifties, you got to send him to finishing school. You know what I mean? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I think you're like legit. Like you wish you were just like a a nineteen fifties misogynist man, just smoking a cigar, telling broads what where, where they should be, where yeah. they should go. Skirts too short. <laughs> Get out of here. Everyone's calling you a whore. <laughs> Mainly me. Nah. But I thought finishing school, man, I was like, well, that's not, hasn't been used in a long time. So reference that. <laughs> uh, well, another thing I wanted to talk about uh, quickly was um, uh, we're not going to talk about the game entirely, but uh, the Philadelphia played against uh, DC United. Yeah, man. Uh, and they won that game, I believe, 1 0. Yeah, Fafa up call. Yeah, and he scored. Sac passe, Fafa. Okay, uh, I don't know why he's Haitian. He right now he just said Nabule. Okay, I just I just thought you there was some uh, gang call. You were just <laughs> no, Sac passe is what's up. <laughs> okay, if okay. you're Haitian and they say Nabule, then it's like Nah, I'm good. All right. Come on, you don't know that? I don't you know. You didn't that. grow up with Haitians? No, I didn't because uh, Dominicans are very, very racist. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that's 100% true. That's right. <laughs> so that you part. You picked them out of your island. You're part of the island. That part. I mean, it's yeah. a lot of wars. Uh, they, people have been murdered on both sides. Yeah, yeah uh, for sure. Anyway, not, and again, I don't condone um, any of that. Oh, I've said this before on the podcast, I yeah. think. I don't condone because I've gone to, when I go to Dominican Republic and I see how Haitians are treated just in general, uh, I'm like, uh, no, this is. Not, it's not right. This is not cool. This and is not, as soon really as I'm done with my daiquiri and off this beach, I will tell you <laughs> exactly how wrong you are. It's not. It's not good. So, uh, so uh, Philadelphia played uh, the uh, uh, DC United, and uh, they won. They won one nil. But uh, obviously, the, the they had that one goal, but they, they could have possibly had more. And this game could have gone in a very, very different direction uh, because uh, uh, Madunian 
Finally said it right. Madunin. Oh yeah, I don't know how <laughs> I was to call Madunin. 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 So he stand up individual. There was a he had the ball and he was uh he was like uh, at the touchline and yeah. dribbling. Uh, Acosta, Acosta. Uh, makes a tackle. And I got to be honest, it looked like he kicked them on the way down. It looked like it. It was Acosta slowing down his pace and sort yeah. of put his foot out to stop his momentum from going forward. But it looked like in real time, like he took a kick at him on the way down, like he kicked him across his stomach. Yeah. To, I mean, to me, it didn't uh, it didn't look like a kick. I mean, it did to me. And then he gets a red card. So I assume like, oh, my instinct was right. He kicked him. And he didn't have a look on his face like, what are you talking about? He looked like a little confused. And then he was just like, you know, just walking away. If you you know Acosta, if you've ever seen DC United, because he is the tiniest person on the pitch. Yes, but he is. is tons of skill. Um, very, very good player. Very good midfielder, I believe. Midfielder forward. I'm not yeah, he's sure. A, he's a midfielder. Yeah, but he's very I, good. Uh, uh, well, he would, I guess he, he's almost, I think he's smaller than Jovinko to be. I'm like, yeah, could be a forward. He's not to share a level tiny, but he's just on that. He's yeah, on that. But he's, he's great. That. He's yeah. very, very talented. Very, very good. Um, uh, so I guess, you know, he kind of got confused and walked away. And then Madunian, say it again. Madunian. Madunian got up and he was kind of confused. Like, what did he get a red card for? And the official told him, did he kick you? He kicked you. And what's his name? Madunian? Harris. Just say Harris. All right. So then Harris M <laughs> was like, so so like Harris Lopez. That's easy for me. Uh, he got up and he was like, no, nah, man, he didn't kick me. Yeah. He's like, if he did kick me, I didn't feel it. I don't think he kicked me. And he took. He took, he rescinded yeah. the red card right there. And he we let him back on the pitch, which is incredible. Which, and he even told him, he's like, I thought about I asked and I thought about it. You're back on the pitch, which. I, would you do that? I don't know. Would you? I I looked at that and I probably would have been like, of course that motherfucker kicked it. And so did three other people. I suggest you get this whole club out of here. This guy also insulted my mother. <laughs> this dude over here insulted your mom, by the way. Uh, I'm very disrespectful if I were you. I, I didn't give him a red card too. Yeah, for some reason, th- this dude had baby photos of the re- of you ref in yeah. his wallet. Yeah. So you better. I don't know what he's talking That's about. Disrespectful. <laughs> he's doing something with that. But like, uh, you know, I don't think I'd have. I don't think I'd have the balls because I feel like I kind of feel like I'm letting my team down. Oh, I, I was watching uh, ESPN FC and they were they, they brought this up and uh, uh, Stevie Nickel and uh, um, I forgot who the other person was, but they were talking about. I think it was Hasha. Uh, Sh- Shaka Hislop. Yeah. And he was saying specifically, he was like, I've never seen this before. I've never seen a player say like, no, he didn't. Yeah. Uh, he didn't kick me. And also a ref be like, I take the red card back. That That's. Uh, I, again, it's not a thing I, uh, in, in sports in general, I mean, I mean, maybe you see it, you see it in the NFL, right? They throw the penalty flag and, you know, a play stops and it, sometimes it happens where they throw a penalty flag and, or blow a whistle and the guy scores a touchdown and they were like, and then all the referees consult with each other and they're like, oh no, it's. Not, it's not a penalty, but the ball has to go back here. Yeah, and and then people are obviously furious. But that happens all the time in the yeah. NFL. Where they never sending a call or, or you know thinking back about their call. Yeah, but they don't apologize. You know, no. they don't. Uh, it, it's usually like a thing that you sort of accept in the NFL. Right. That the refs are going to make two, three mistakes that can you know cost these players their jobs. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, as but in in soccer, uh, there even with, with refereeing in soccer, there, there's a little bit of a you, you need to be kind of a, a tough. You need to be because the players can and easily you have to be con- like 
sort of confident in your call. Exactly. And if you did sort of mess up, you can't let them know about it. You just have to give them a kind of a makeup call. And uh, but but that's f- f- uh, for the ref to do this. Uh, what what do you think? Do you think this was a positive for the, the sport or a negative? So the referee uh, so- uh, Soren Stoika. For him to do that, another easy name to say is a little is a Soren li- Lopez <laughs> <laughs> is a little bit like uh, showing a little bit of weakness, you know? Because you think so, I feel like I'm the one who should be saying this. No, no, no. I'm very yeah. It's just like, or but, is it more confident? Are you I, not more confident to say like I did make a mistake and I'm willing to go back? You, you got to applaud the. You got to uh, applaud Harris Madunian for being honest about it, and, right. and you and the referee for. Uh, rescinding the red card. So, to my question is, do you think that's a positive what happened or a negative? Um, I don't. Uh, I don't think it's either of those things because I don't think it's going to influence any other calls in the future. No, because it seems like uh, Madunian is. If you were, if you were a teammate of Madunian, how would you feel? If we lost. If we lost, I would have been. I if would, Acosta scores <laughs> the winner after that, he, he had like a, he had like he had two a hell of a two, chance, yeah. two like two three chances. If if would we would know his teammates were looking at Madunian like, so what just happened? <laughs> right you don't yeah. want to want to maybe if tell him there was a way to get this guy out of the game, Madunian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, if we lost, I would have been. I, I, I would. Of course, you're gonna be angry. You're gonna right. you're gonna be angry at him. There's no way around it. It's good. That they won, especially, and they won one. And if they drew, imagine right. they drew. Oh. Still would have been like drop yo, points. Because <laughs> drop of that. points because of that. I will tell you something. When I was a kid, I didn't know a lot about American football. There was this white kid who went to my school. He knew a ton about it. Always had like a crew cut. I think his dad was like a military guy. Um, and because of that, he was like always like very honest. We were playing like two and touch, and somebody called like a foul or something, and he was like, "No, it wasn't a foul." And I was like, "What the hell are you doing, yeah. man?" And I, you know, I'd, I'd watch soccer, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, these people are faking being injured to get an upper hand." Meanwhile, this kid's taking an opportunity, and this is like backyard football. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm not gonna lie, just to get an advantage." I'm like, "The sports, you know, <laughs> we're like kids, we're like third yeah. graders." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? This is what we're supposed to do." So I've continued to follow you, that rule you my were, entire life. You were already a, a shark in third yeah, grade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I planted drugs on half these kids. You know, what I mean? like we're gonna win. You know? <laughs> you know, the other day I was playing. Uh, we were playing soccer right in uh, in our league in NYC footy. Of course, the one I'm not allowed in. The one that you're not allowed in. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I told you before. As soon as uh, you can fit in an XL jersey, you're on the team. Uh, how about I just throw it on anyway? <laughs> just out there and sausage skin. <laughs> so um, a girl, uh, there was a like, not a 50-50 ball. I, you know, I was I was gonna get the ball, but she went for it and kicked and, and kicked me, kicked me like in in the thigh. Mm. wasn't enough to like, you know, uh, I wasn't gonna. It wasn't hard enough to like where I was like actually hurt. Right. But I did like I did fall down because I want the call. I yeah. want this. I want the spot. You know the rules. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. just like yeah. I could have kept. I could have kept going. Uh, this and, podcast is turning you into a dishonest person, <laughs> and I like it. I going, but I'm like, no, 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 I want the call. And they were a good team, so I'm like, I'm not going to give him the opportunity for another defender to come at me. Right. Let me just let me just drop. And then she came up to me, and she was like, uh, oh, she was like, oh, sorry, but don't you think I was a little dramatic? I was like, yo, 
you still kicked me. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe it didn't hurt the most. Right. But you still kicked me. I'm sorry, husband from the <laughs> 60s. Uh, Walk it off, yeah, pussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Babe, I hit you, but not enough for you to call the cops. <laughs> yeah. Just unbelievable. Yeah. What's the other team wears a jersey? Wife beaters with tomato sauce stains on them? This broad <laughs> comes up to you. It's a bit dramatic, don't you think, honey? All this crying and calling your mother? It's a bit much. Just That's all I'm saying. Unbelievable. I'm like, how dare you talk to me that way, young lady? I'm going to call my mother. I'm going to go stand my mom until you get right. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I understand. Uh, I understand it both ways from Madunian. If, yeah. you, if he would have been like, hey, man, I don't know. I felt like it kicked me. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and it's also that's also another strange part. Like, does the did Madunian go up to the ref and say he didn't kick me? Or did the ref- no, no. The ref asked him. He put him on the spot. Oh, okay. So he was asking, basically asked him to lie. You know, not asking him to lie, but he's like, did you get kicked? That's a moment where you're like, I, no, I didn't. You, he was honest. He didn't walk up to him and go, don't give him the red card. I was not kicked. But you should ask. That, that's like you asked the, the, the sideline, uh, the, you know, the line judge. I think, to be honest, I think that's what happened because I think the, the main official heard it in his ear that he was like, hey, I don't think it was a kick. I don't think he was convinced by the players. I think yeah. he was told. So then he went to the source and he goes, "Hey, did you get kicked?" Because it, it seemed at that point, it seems is he a ref or a mediator? Yeah, you know, he's like an, boys, he's an ombudsman. <laughs> yeah. Boys, okay, yeah. you need to tell me what happened. So my name is Stan. I'm hired by this school <laughs> to talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah, like just non-committal. Yeah. I'm Saren Sorkinson or whatever my name is. Call me Lopez. It's easier. Uh, Anger has a way of taking control of you. Have you? Could you tell that I've been in these yeah, before? Yeah, you've been sent in. Uh, you know, after some uh, angry, angry uh, conference calls, <laughs> he touched my sandwich. <laughs> oh boy! So okay, so fun first segment. Let's get to our second one. Right, uh, you guys are an hour in. Going, that was only the first segment. <laughs> Episode one hundred is going to go a hundred hours. Uh, That's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Kooligans Marathon. Yeah, I hope you're ready to listen. Until next week. Uh, Why don't we do this? Yeah. Well, let's go to the second segment. We've got um, Robert Jonas. Robert Jonas from Centerline Soccer, SB Nations. He writes for MLS sometimes. A really funny dude. I'm sorry. A really fun conversation. And he knows a lot about San Jose, which we know only a little. Uh, And he schools us on what exactly the hell's going on over there. Uh, They're firing people left and right. They're hiring young kids. Uh, The Cars for Kids group is actually now the coach. Uh, (laughs) That band. Yeah. Yeah. They hold all their instruments right on. Yeah. Right inside. None of them are plugged in. Just like the commercial. Why am I shitting on kids for no reason? All right, guys. Why don't we do this? Let's take a break. We'll be right back with this great interview. Sound good? Yep. All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to that first segment. We got the second segment coming right up. First, we just wanted to break in real quick and ask you to do us a huge favor. Yeah, all we want, to, all we want you to do is just uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is the, oh, man. That's the big... Look, we're working... We work very hard on this podcast. We're also making a, a very concerted effort to put out some more video content for you guys. And we want to get some people li- uh, watching those videos as well. Yeah, I mean, right now, you got about like 30 more seconds before the second segment comes up. So I beg you, if you're on your phone, you can do other stuff while 
while you're listening to this podcast, why don't you click on YouTube, the YouTube app, why don't you put in soccer, cooligans, and just hit that subscribe button. And if you can, hit that little bell, that notification, let you know every time we put up a video. We're working really hard to give you guys at least one video a week. We have a video right now that's called FIFA The News that we're playing FIFA, and we're seeing, we're having that predict the biggest match, and we're talking about a lot of stuff that's happening on the news in the video, and there's a lot of cool editing that's involved. It takes a long time, but it's really, really funny. Exactly. So, uh, look, we're doing a lot of work. We want just a little bit of validation. Little, yeah, that's little, it. Just a little bit. Is that that hard? <laughs> that's hard. Come on. We're so just, We're just two, two little comedians. <laughs> yeah. Want a little like? Too poor. I would like some more, please. <laughs> some more followers and subscribers on our YouTube. So, yeah. if you can, hit the like button. Comment on some of the videos if you can. At the very minimum, hit the subscribe and maybe even share it with your friends. It would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, everybody, we're back. We are. And uh, we have to... Obviously, a lot's been going on in uh, in the Bay Area. <sighs> so much, so much. <laughs> yeah, and not uh, just Jimmy Conrad moving over there, <laughs> but in in that move. I think maybe he, that's why he went to the to the Bay Area. At, you know, in the first place, he uh, saw so much, th- so many things getting shaken up. He's like, I think there's going to be some opportunity. Uh, there might there. be a job for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's never getting hired by the MLS. Uh, but uh, you know, it's not just a fun place to live. Uh, you know, it's also a fun place to be a soccer fan because uh, there's a lot going on. Yeah, the, the San Jose Earthquakes uh, are a, a staple in MLS. You know, MLS uh, yeah. uh, Cup champions. They've won it, I believe, twice. Landon Donovan first played there. That's right. Uh, uh, a team has come and gone so mm-hmm. uh, and come back. <laughs> uh, so it's it's a great opportunity. And here's the truth. Uh, we, we've talked about the team at length, but we certainly don't watch them every week. We don't get a chance to always talk about them. So instead of us just sounding like idiots without the knowledge, why don't we sound like idiots while talking to someone who has the knowledge? Oh. That's great. Uh, And what we did was we went out and got someone who knows a lot about the earthquakes. He's been talking about them for about 10 years. You guys know him from Centerline uh, Soccer, SB Nation, and even sometimes writing for MLS Soccer. Put your hands together unless you're driving. For the one and only Robert Jonas, everybody. Hey, Robert. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Ah, no problem. So what could we possibly talk about when it comes to the (laughs) San Jose earthquakes? Has anything happened recently? (laughs) Yeah, well, they, they introduced some new uh, food items at the concession stand. <laughs> All right, good. Well, so that, good, you're listening to this podcast. All right, good. Now we're yeah, talking. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you so have the world's, know. isn't it like the world's longest bar in a soccer game, a soccer stadium? Is that true, right? You know, if you put enough qualifiers on it, I'm pretty sure it, uh, it could be the world's best. Anything else, uh, the world's longest we, bar in San Jose. <laughs> yeah, we we officially call it the longest outdoor bar in North America. So oh I think boy, it still has that title, and uh, it's definitely a popular place to be. And, and in fact, you probably, if you go to a game soon, you might see a former head coach uh, having a drink or two there. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe even more important than the new hot dogs is that uh, Dominic Kinnear, the legend. MLS coach yeah. and Quakes legend. Uh, well, he was let go this week. And to the surprise of... I just ima- imagine just Dom being there, being like, I used to work here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just no, he's just bar. getting drinks right. at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And That's the bartender's right. like, right, you used to work here, buddy. Sure. He's like, I'm telling you, I swear to you, sonny, I did. Um, I that ran this whole place. <laughs> that guy, Wando, I saw him first. I <laughs> yeah. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy, he's only cried twice. The World Cup when he missed the sitter and when I got fired. Uh, but talking about Dominic Kinnear, I think the only person who wasn't surprised with this was the guy who called him and told him he was fired. Everyone else seems to be surprised. Where do you feel? How do you feel? Where do you sit on this whole thing? 
Yeah, you know, it, I think more than anything, it's the timing that surprised us. You know, it, right. It was pretty. It was pretty clear from the beginning when the the earthquakes hired a new general manager, Jesse Fiorinelli, a guy with a lot of European experience and and uh, an edict basically to come into San Jose and change the culture of the club and and turn it more into a, a European style. That you know, Dom's numbers in San Jose were numbered. And well, I'm sorry, I, I hate to interrupt you, but what do you mean by more European style? And well, Dominic you know, Kinnear is Scottish, is he not? He is uh, born in Scotland, uh, raised here in the Bay Area. You know, he he was looking at it as a kind of a culture, a club culture, and he had uh, you know come to the Quakes directly from his experience with Roma, uh, and uh, a lot of people are familiar with the Roma way, which is uh, you know very much uh, an insular system of you know from the academy all the way up to the first team, you know guys getting hired within the organization, and you know the Earthquakes looked at that model and and Jesse as a guy that could come in and perhaps you know kind of change the way the Earthquakes had been doing things you know they'd also been a bit insular in that their their former gm john doyle was a, a former player and a hall of famer and you know frankie Allop and don kinnear to the to the main don kinnear rather to the main coaches the team has had in their existence uh both were uh, second timers in, in the in the in the experience so you know new blood but maybe an old idea and a, and a new way of implementing it and w- what is the the perception of of uh jesse Ferronelli? because i i've seen him a couple times i i I forgot what game it was, but I think he he spoke at halftime or at the end of the match. And I mean, with all due respect, he he seems a little uh, rough around the edges. He seems like a tough guy, uh, and, and it, it I can see how it might maybe affect, especially you know the Northern California uh, folks. Kind of chill, kind of chill people. Up there. He just seems very serious, uh, and maybe that's a good thing for the club. Maybe it isn't. Uh, but how is how is he perceived uh, amongst uh, the the San Jose fans? You know, it's, you know, kind of going back and, and mentioning how, uh, you know, longtime general manager John Doyle was in charge. You know, it, it, there was a there's a need for fresh air around this uh, organization. And, you know, Jesse is a guy he's under 40 years old. You know, he's uh, he's got some some fresh ideas from from other leagues. And, and I think season ticket holders and, and casual fans in, in general just wanted to hear a different voice, wanted to, you know, kind of see what a new guy could come up with. And, and you know, so far, so good. You know, it's uh, you know, the, the biggest actions so far have been bringing in a, a slew of, you know, targeted allocation money signings and, and uh, now this big move to, to let go of, of Dominic Kinnear, you know, but, uh, you know, it's still a product of, uh, you know, can the team win and can the, that, will that get butts in the stands? Well, that's, uh, I think, Jesse's primary responsibility and maybe these are the steps that'll, uh, it'll take to get there. So it seems to me like you're kind of somewhat in favor of the move. I don't want to put those words in your mouth, so I'll let you respond and we're going to edit it out. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) You seem to be somewhat in favor of the move or I guess in favor of an overall change in atmosphere. I mean, is, is that right? You know, it's 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 really hard for me to say, you know, separate sometimes uh, what are my personal feelings versus what I would say are our professional observations, and and so I'm going to try to tread the line in a way that you know, you know, our captain Chris Wondolowski didn't quite uh, you know get out of his uh, mouth yes in yesterday's interviews, which is that you know Dom has put an, an incredible service to the organization. You know, he had a plan, and you know, it was one that kind of skirted the the red line in the Western Conference. If it was just good enough to get into the playoffs 
enough, then you can trust that Dom would push the team forward. You know, but this wasn't going to be a team that competed for the supporter shield. And I think that sort of level of, you know, um, uh, mediocrity of, of expectations, you know, kind of caught up to him when, uh, you know, the team hasn't made the playoffs since 2012. And, and so, you know, guys want to see, you know, people in the stands want to see a team that can entertain and win as well as make the playoffs. And, and Dom wasn't necessarily, necessarily ticking the boxes on that, you know, but as you guys said, it was, it, it seemed like an inevitability when the, when the day, uh, Jesse was hired, uh, you know, he was, basically told this was going to be his last season, you know, but they'd made the switch halfway through as a, in, in Jesse's words, a, a favor to Dom, although I'm, I'm not quite sure that's the way I would put it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll see what this, uh, this new frontier has for this, uh, for this club. How, I mean, we know how Wondolowski, I know Dominic Kinnear is important for him. How have the rest of, I guess not, not maybe not even the players, how is the fan base, you think, uh, we've been trying to monitor some of it on, on Twitter, but I mean, you're a little closer to it. How do you think the fan base feels right now? How do you think the supporters feel right now? There, there was a, there was a pretty decent underswelling of, uh, of folks with, uh, you know, the hashtag Dom out, Kinnear out. Uh, in fact, if you, uh, you search the internet carefully, you'll find a, a young fan who decided to get a tattoo of Dom out, uh, oh making that, making that a permanent, uh, mark on, on her life. Uh, <laughs> a woman, wow, she won't regret that. Yes, <laughs> not, at all. <laughs> not at all. No, no. I, I've never met a, I've never met a young woman who regrets a tattoo. No, it's actually covering up her ex-boyfriend's name. So <laughs> and his name was Dom. So it worked out perfectly. Yeah, for all we know, that's right. You know, she, she'll never date a Dom again. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's it, the you know this is a this is a team that has struggled, and and while it announces eighteen thousand every week at Avaya Stadium, you know, I can see and everyone else that is there, and there are certainly less than eighteen thousand people there, can see a lot of empty seats from game to game, and that seems to be something that is increased from week to week, and with uh, you know season ticket holders being asked to take on another price increase for twenty eighteen. I'm pretty sure people wanted to to get a feel that, you know, the club wasn't just uh, in uh, autopilot, that there were going to be some big changes. Okay. Well, you know, uh, you were talking about the team being, uh, you know, playing well and also being entertaining. Uh, I, I think for the first time in a long time, this team is uh, quite entertaining this season, especially. It may be, Not early enough, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, but, you know, uh, sort of the concern about medi- mediocrity uh, for San Jose me personally, I don't feel like that's that big an issue, especially with the state of the Western Conference uh, in MLS, which every team is, you know, week to week, incredibly mediocre. So many draws. The the Eastern Conference has been uh, so much more dominant. But but San Jose seems like they have a little bit more stability than even, you know, uh the teams in like uh, second and third place, where we're like the the Dynamo and the Timbers, like nobody's really uh, beating them like that uh, dramatically. But uh, as far as them being entertaining, there are a, a lot of, I, and I don't know. Uh, again, we haven't paid attention to the earthquakes too too much. Uh, but players like uh, Lima, we've talked about in 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 droves, especially at the beginning of the season when he lit up like crazy. And uh, and uh, Jameer Hika and and, and uh, Danny Husin, like what what of these players? Um, and there's a new one. There's a new guy. I believe he's Romanian or something or Hungarian. Who's that? Are you talking about Marco Reña? No, 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 no. They've. They just uh, they just announced the signing of a new designated player. We'll call him Vaco, uh, oh, okay, okay. who's from Georgia. Georgia, so that's it. Kachapuri, definitely in the 
How could I right forget part about of the Georgia? world there? Yeah, I know. I knew the area, I knew the region, and I know what bread they like to eat. <laughs> I couldn't remember the there name of the go. country. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's from Atlanta. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so yeah, terrible joke. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, so they just announced, and he's a DP, correct? You said. Yeah, yeah, he's getting a DP contract, so he'll join Wando and Simon Dawkins in that stable. So there you go. And uh, Simon Dawkins, I believe, was Tottenham product for a while, and he, he was loaned out to you guys, and you guys signed him. But, I mean, you do have, like, you know, to Christian's point, you do have some exciting new names. You have, you know, you play a, a much more, uh, I guess, exciting style of football in the last few, or soccer in the last few weeks. Uh, so it seemed like things were changing, but I guess the general tone of what I'm hearing from you is that it seems like everyone along the lines believed Dominic wasn't, or Dom Kinnear wasn't the guy to bring him across the line. You know, it's uh, when, uh, yeah, and, and the inside talk was essentially that, that, you know, when, when Jesse came aboard, he was excited with the plans. He, he brought a lot of these new guys in. They, they remade the roster and they have the pieces. I mean, make, you know, there's no doubt about it. You know, the, the Quakes have the pieces to make the playoffs. But, uh, you know, it seemed that the message uh, in the aftermath of the firing was that, you know, the, the feeling was the team was underachieving, you know, and, and uh, that they could be doing better. That, you know, while they're in fifth place right now in the West and the West is is in sort of a lull that, you know, a team with only 18 goals and 17 games was not exactly lighting it up in a way that would, would guarantee the postseason and also, you know, you know, get people more interested in the team. You know, it was some games they'd look fantastic and then they'd go on the road to Portland or Colorado and, and just look abysmal. And, and that level of consistency was something that they didn't have that ultimately led to Dom getting the early boot. And, and what's the feeling uh, about about the new coach? Uh, Chris Leach. Yeah, what do we know about this guy? Yeah, what? Yeah, give us a scoop. <laughs> uh, I can tell you that when he was a player my uh my mom was so impressed with him because he just ran his tail off which i guess you could say for pretty much any american soccer player but uh you know she started yelling studs up leech every time he would run down the sideline and i'm not sure he mom ever sounds heard. cool by the way <laughs> Mo mom gets pretty involved in these things I should say, so. Jeez, i've been was... performing stand-up for almost 10 years my mother's never seen me perform your mom's yelling positive <laughs> things to other soccer players that's amazing yeah yeah she was getting on him she was supporting him um you know he's he's a guy who came to the the, the team uh, after years with the Red Bulls and and uh, that East Coast philosophy. He's he's very terse, very to the point, an extremely hard worker, and a guy that's taken on a lot of different titles since he retired as a player, you know, within the San Jose Earthquakes organization. And uh, he was the interim GM before Jesse was hired, and and did you know everything he needed to do to gain the new GM's trust and became his chief lieutenant and in, in the activities moving forward. You know, it's a it's another case of a team promoting a former player into. To a head coaching role who hasn't had coaching experience before. You know, I'm looking at you, Ben Olsen, Pablo Mastrani, and, and et cetera. And we know the results are mixed from that. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, which way the Quakes team heads with, with Chris under uh, uh, in that head coaching role. You know, he was on the field with guys like Shea Salinas and Chris Wondolowski not too many years ago. Uh, but now he's the one going to be barking out those orders. And, you know, speaking of that, he's not the interim head coach. He's the head coach yeah they straight up hired yep. a guy with no top flight experience as a head coach and no one's flipping out about this i mean it <laughs> seems like everyone's okay with it i guess he's a really nice guy so everybody or i guess you know he's kind of shown himself to be pretty smart tactically or maybe like already has the makings of a good head coach but generally that's a big move to fire a guy who's sort of like you know a standard 
you know, a staple in the soccer community and, and, and give also, this guy non-interim uh, name. And, but more surprising mid-season to make that change. After and, a win. After a win. <laughs> Which puts you above the line for the playoffs. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, the guy's not an interim. It, it, that doesn't surprise or upset or people just in the Bay Area kind of cool about it. You know, I think I think it's uh, it's less upsetting than it is shocking, and I I, I think people want to see what's going to happen. You know, you know the confluence of knowing that Dom wasn't going to be around forever, and that you know the Quakes had to do something, and and that Chris Leach is a you know familiar with many people, you know, not just within the organization, but you know fans and others. You know, he came aboard to start the academy system, and so he's very well plugged in with you know the the Quakes youth teams as well as all the youth organizations in the area. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be tough. You know, you're going from replacing a guy with the third most wins in MLS to a guy that's currently tied for the, the least number of wins in MLS. And uh, that's going to be a, a, a tough set of shoes to fill. But, uh, you know, I think the uh, the shock may turn to uh, discomfort or some sort of frustration if he can't get the results. And, hey, why not throw him in on a week where they're playing Seattle in the Open Cup and, <laughs> and, host, and hosting the L.A. Galaxy at Stanford Stadium in front no of No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. At all. No pressure at all. <laughs> uh, do, do the Earthquakes have a B team? Did he manage them or do they have a reserve team? He did not. He did some work with the, the academy teams. The academy uh, teams. He- yeah, but never anything with uh, you know, like uh, their USL affiliates or any of those levels. So, Do they know, have a B team? In- they partner with a team out in Reno. Reno 1868 FC is a is their official USL affiliate, but they don't have a, a B team of their own. Instead of Earthquakes 2 or E2, you guys should go with the Aftershocks if, you, if they do get one. Uh, you know, I am, uh, I'm currently trademarking that as we speak. Okay. I can I tell from your tone fantastic. you hate it. But <laughs> that's kind of the point, right? The yeah. aftershocks, not bad. It uh, or what is what happens before an earthquake? The, a tremor. Do you get tremors? <laughs> that's not a bad you know, one. I, We're East Coast. I, we don't know nothing about no earthquakes. You're, no, you're, my my uh, my pause is the brilliance of. of <laughs> Relating afterthoughts with aftershocks. (laughs) You're on something here. I feel I can I could smell the condescension over the phone, but you know what? I got to be honest. I respect it, and that's (laughs) kind of what I was looking for. You left them speechless, is what you did. (laughs) All right, not bad. Come on, the aftershocks. It's not bad. That could be the retirement team. (laughs) Well, uh, one thing I was uh, curious about. Just uh, yeah, I never really. uh, Again, we every time I see Marco Reña, we I know we saw that San Jose came out. uh, well, we we go to NYCFC games, uh, so we uh, you know I, I believe it was a draw or NYCFC won. I think they won late uh, that game, if I remember correctly. But Marco Reno seems uh, like an interesting player. Uh, he had a great game uh, against RSL uh, a couple days ago. Yeah. But he's uh, a guy. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about him because I don't know too much about him. But he. To me personally, watching him, he seems uh, he's incredibly fast. Obviously, very uh, uh, skilled with the ball. Uh, when I what, this and this is totally uh, shallow, but the guy looks he looks very old. He looks like an old man. Yeah, he looks like <laughs> just an old like uncle right. uh, of you. <laughs> but he's he's a he's a young guy. He's like twenty seven years old. Uh, he's incredibly uh, good. Why has he meant uh, to the team this season? 
Yeah, you know, you've hit on all the positive aspects and missed the one thing I think fans want to see, which is him actually scoring goals after all of that effort. You know, he's going to go out there and tirelessly chase down defenders. He's going to make sure the goalkeeper doesn't get uh, to casually, you know, walk up to the ball and and kick a clearance or, you know, or anything of that nature. And, and, And it was part of the Quakes' effort early to make sure that they were more active and more pressing and more engaging when when they didn't have the ball and and you know it's it's been a big plus for them he's a, a starter for Costa Rica you know he's been netting goals at the international level but at the club level he's still a kind of a bit behind the uh, bit behind the mark you know he's a guy with two goals so far for the earthquakes but you know when he was brought in along with guys like Jameer Hika you mentioned him earlier and Danny Hooson you know they were expecting a lot more goals out of these guys well, and what has uh, I mean, because he did he missed a couple of uh, open chances um, or a couple of good chances uh, in the match. But he also did score his second goal, which was great. Um, but guys like Hiko, which have made, you know, and Lima, which have made such an impact. You know, we watch the team. It's kind of hard for us to sort of look at it and say, here's what they need. You being someone who watches it. On the field, what does the team need? Maybe coaching is the one position that they need. They have that now. They made the change. What change needs to be made position-wise? Where do they need an upgrade? What actually has to be done for them to succeed? Because you keep saying they have all the pieces, but no one's seen it come together. What do you think they're missing? You know, it, it comes down to a mentality, and this is, you know, something that, you know, was pegged to Dom, and I think it has, there's a lot of truth in it. You know, he's a guy who, who basically asks uh, 11 players to play as one. That is the, his motto, and it's, it's right above the Quakes locker room. You know, the, sometimes the problem with that is you're stifling some of the creativity, you're stifling some of the chance-taking that, that might lead to more scoring opportunities. And yes, you're going to play with a bit more abandon in that case and potentially, you know, put your defense under more pressure. But, you know, to score goals, you have to uh, take shots. You know, it's it's not a surprise. It's true in any sport where there's a ball and there's a goal. And, you know, that's something that these Quakes haven't really found a way to to unleash those those creative talents in a way that to just see what can happen. You know, there, I'm, I go back to 2012 and the Quakes, were, you know, caught lightning in a bottle and just were throttling teams. It was mainly it was just like, let's just run, 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 punish, punish, punish and score a bunch of goals. And hopefully we'll just make sure we score one more than the other team and and those kinds of games were exciting and nerve-wracking but again fun to watch and this is a team that because of that defensive organization just isn't letting the guys in my view you know really show the creativity that they have Hmm. Yeah, it's odd. It, 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 this is a, it's a, a puzzling team this season. So balls, balls is balls. what they need. <laughs> and you get and you got an East Coast guy. And so he's going to go out there and he's going to be like, "All right, here's what you need." You guys got need more balls. You know what I mean? And then maybe yeah. that's it. W- Wando's going to be like, whoa, you just blew my mind, man. Wando's like, man, I need to go hike up a mountain and think about what you just said, bro. Uh, and then someone's going to be like, should we start an app for this? And they're like, no. Uh, is that, a, did we pack in as much Bay stereotypes as possible there? Uh, you, got, you got them all. If, if we could just have a nice uh, little VR on the phones for everyone. Sure. That's a quake as the game goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the quick players are like, let's go on, let's go on uh, Slack and talk about this. <laughs> Does anyone even use Slack anymore? <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I mean, look, this has been uh, a, a bit more eye-opening and sort of understanding what's going on. Um, we were sort of up in arms and, and shocked. And it seems like everyone in San Jose is like, relax, rest of country. This is actually maybe going to be a good thing. Um, I guess the last question we'll ask you is, do you think Leach is the guy? Whew. Uh, I've seen him lead one training session. 
And so then you know the answer. <laughs> so I, I have everything you need. I'm going to say he is absolutely the guy to lead the Quakes right now. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, you know, there there is no bridge to uh, to uh, another coach at this point. So it's going to be up to Chris to see what he could do. And, and he's got the full backing of Jesse, who who made the firing. Uh, it was all him to get rid of Dom Kinnear. It wasn't a group decision. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting interesting to see how uh, Chris steps into this role. I know him, you know, personally from a, being a player and our interactions together, he's going to be determined, you know, he's going to cliche work 24 seven on this job. And, and, you know, if he can get the players to, to rally and, and buy into what, what vision he decides to share with us, then, you know, this team should continue to stay above the red line and, and be a playoff team by the end of the year. Uh, it's going to be a test, you know, cause that's a uh, 20, uh, 20 some guys in the locker room. He's got to manage, but uh, you know, former, players seem to connect at least initially and it'll be a matter of uh, harnessing that for the next 17 games and he's a young guy right he's only 36 38 something like that yep, another under 40 you've got uh, a whole bunch of under 40s running the quakes now so talk about a youth movement uh, maybe they'll start uh, putting some of those youth players uh, on the field as well to match the uh, the coaching staff well we we wish uh jesse and chris the absolute best yeah. uh, hopefully jesse didn't just uh throw chris into like a, a you know a, a pit to, yeah. to kind of suffer but we'd like to think that Je- that that chris leach didn't even know he was like wait i'm sorry who i'm what yeah. <laughs> i'm what now wait you did what with dom you know like he just had no clue he found out at the conference yeah. uh we'd like to believe that but i mean look they, it looks like you know you have someone who has mls experience which you know i think as we find out more and more seems to be very important at least for much more consistent success. And I guess the only thing left to do is say, you know what, maybe we'll hit you back up in a couple of weeks and see where we're at after people kind of figure out more than just one training session <laughs> of what Chris Leach is doing and how he's doing his job. Uh, but thanks so much for joining us. Where can people find out or read more of your stuff or hear more of your stuff? Absolutely. So if uh, folks go over to Twitter and just type in my full name, R-O-B-E-R-T-J-O-N-A-S, no spaces, no dashes, no periods, then you're going to get links to all the stories that I write. And like you mentioned at the top of the show, uh, I do uh, work with Centerline Soccer. I've been with them for 10 years now and and basically run the website over at SB Nation and also occasionally appear at MLSsoccer.com and some of the other outlets as well. So I've uh, been covering this team for a long time. I've been around longer than almost anyone in the organization at this point and <laughs> well yeah they all keep getting fired <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, lo- love talking about them so can't wait to be back on the show if, uh, if you guys will have me awesome one more question i actually forgot to ask how much does everyone else hate the new bo- the new badge because i know we do you know, it's uh, my personal feeling on it is it doesn't say Earthquakes, which is the team name. And I, I think that's uh, a little bit on purpose. But I, I uh, you know, kind of wish the little soccer ball would have gone away. But, hey, it's uh, you got to sometimes distinguish yourselves and little soccer balls seem to do the trick. And so go go Quakes in that. <laughs> yeah. And maybe Jesse fires the badge. You never know. <laughs> Anything can happen in San Jose now. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, that was absolutely great. Uh, guys, we'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Quick break here. I just want to tell you a little bit about On the Volley Apparel. You've heard it so many times. Some of you actually went out and bought some of the gear. It's absolutely incredible. Once again, my favorite hoodie I've ever had in my entire life. Great gear. They make great stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Big I, fan of the podcast as well. Yeah, it's uh, uh, they make uh, yeah, soccer-inspired clothing. Look, you've heard us talk about it before. You've seen uh, you've seen us wearing uh, some of the clothing on, on our videos. Yeah, we're always wearing it on the videos. Uh, it's great stuff. It's, it's urban-inspired. 
It is hip hop. It's a little hood. It's, it's a, a little, little soccer, but it's all dope. Super high quality. Very comfortable and not very expensive. And it's even less expensive exactly. because you listen to us. Exactly. So if you uh, if you use the promo code Cooligans, uh, you'll receive thirty uh, percent off. Uh, that's incredible. That's, that's a hot deal. Come on now. Hot deal. So make sure you use the promo code COOLIGANS. Look, they uh, right before the MLS season, there's a lot of new uh, uh, apparel, uh, you know, coming out. Sure. So you can, you can check it out there. And they got a whole bunch of new designs and stuff coming out. And again, get their hoodies, get their sweatshirts. They're incredibly comfortable. They got cool t-shirts. They got like three-quarter length sleeves. They even got stuff for the ladies. They have stuff for, they have, they have stuff for uh, actual gameplay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They, they have, so listen, if you didn't get something for your girl on Valentine's Day... Hustle up, get something, you get yourself 30% off, make her feel a little better at the end of the week when you get that shipment, and look what I got you, it's on the volley. And they're like, yo, isn't this the same thing Alexis and Christian wear? And then you what, you watching them when I'm not around? And That's then right. you can have an argument you're, because you're, how much the girl loves us. You sort that out, right. yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, we're, we're not trying to uh, ruin any uh, relationships no, it's not or our marriages. Fault. It's not our fault. We're too pretty. <laughs> but make sure you go to onthevalleyapparel.com, onthevalleyapparel.com, and uh, and use the promo code COOLIGANS, Cooligans. and you'll get 30% off. So make Three sure. zero, 30% off. It's a great deal. So uh, do that right now. Yeah, baby. We're back, guys. What an interview. What an interview. Yeah, yeah. man. Rob is a great dude. I don't know if he goes by Rob. He never said Rob. Robert. Robbie. Robbo. Robbie. Robbo. Old Bob. Bob <laughs> Jonas. Bobby De Niro yeah. Jonas. <laughs> yeah. Friggin' Bob. Uh, yeah, no. Robert Jonas, man. That was great. Um, yeah, just uh, thank you for jumping on the phone with us and uh, kind of giving us some insight. I was shocked, man. I'm, I'm surprised. I thought everyone else was going to be like up in arms, but it seems like everyone's like, yeah, no, man, we're definitely upset, but like, whew, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I seen there's a there, there wasn't a, a sense of panic in his voice uh, throughout that conversation. No, they're like, well, if he didn't do it, I was gonna. So, <laughs> yeah, Robert Jonas, man, he's not afraid to fire Dom Kinnear. That's what I heard. You know what? I I, I would have expected like, um, you know, if you would have told me Seattle fired Bar- Brian Schmetzer, I would have been like, yeah, it's crazy, but like. You know they are playing so poor. Like they, they look bad. They look right. bad enough to to make a change. Sure, but this, even if you told me the Red Bulls fired Jesse Marsh, yeah, you know because I don't think it's been as smooth as they would expect. They don't look as dominant as they did last year. Um, maybe, maybe I could see that if if RSL fired Petke, not not because of the Red Bull connection, because they they haven't played as well. Yeah. Um, even Vancouver, you know, Vancouver, I think uh, fired their coach. Uh, whose name I just can't remember right now. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Dominic Kinnear, for some reason, surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, they, they, I, I felt a certain sense of uh, stability there compared to some of the other teams in the Western Conference. But you know what I did gather is that it was like they were always good, but not never good enough. And I think that's that's a reason to sort of shake things up. So hopefully this Chris, Le- Chris Leach uh, uh, dude does the job for them. Yeah. 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 Well, good, good luck. Yeah. San Jose. We we don't know what's going on I was going to say we'll be watching but probably not Uh, (laughs) But we'll ask about it if we hear some crazy shit You know what we uh, like I don't like um, uh, Shitting on particular teams uh, Because that's not how I truly feel It's just a a matter of uh, Who's playing the most entertaining football At the moment And to be honest if they were a Sunday night game Or a game where I had an opportunity to watch I would watch they're really fun to watch Yeah, Yeah. All jokes aside But another issue is like uh, Lately in the MLS like the, The teams that have the most heat Are usually the teams that uh, have like an exciting DP 
uh, you know, or or, or like even or like American inform, name, inform. Yeah. Like I also LA Galaxy. I'm not having a good time watching. They look. They just they're they're winning a couple games. Uh, Alessandrini does a, a a thing or two from time to time. Yeah, but for the most part, I like watching because I love seeing keepers that just seem like they lied to get the job. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, like remember a couple years ago there was that guy who um, uh, Clement Diop is the the cash me if you can of goalkeepers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got his way. yeah, cash me outside. No. <laughs> uh, remember the guy who um, Nelson Mandela's uh, funeral? He did the hand signs. He did the the. He did the sign language, and turns okay. out he had never done sign language before. <laughs> he, he lied and got the job. He got a huge moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, very funny comic Dave Smith has a great joke about it, right? That's how I kind of feel about job. Like, he got the job, and we're, like, watching, like, <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, it seems to me like he's kind of making this up as he goes along. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, occasionally it looks like he's never done it before, yeah, and, yeah. which is a, uh, a bummer. But uh, You know what? We've done this before. We have. Uh, 99 other times up until today, 100. Uh, yeah. And in honor of that. It still looks like we don't know what we're doing. Either. Yeah, we're still <laughs> we're still we're still jopping, but uh, we're as good uh, podcasters as uh, Clement Diop is at goalkeeping. Ouch! <laughs> yeah, we're dioping right now. We're we're dioping the ball. It's a shame. Whatever. Oh, but I, yeah, that's what I was saying. Just about like uh, uh, you know picking on uh, on certain teams. It's just that some teams uh, they don't got they don't got any heat right now. Yeah, and San Jose maybe. And look, this gets us talking about them. Yeah, because they they just fired their. Maybe not for the reasons you want, <laughs> but whatever. B, make it so that we can't make fun of you. <laughs> it's on you. It's your fault. That's right. That's right. So um, old school, like yo, you tell us you got robbed. Well, why were you on that block? You know what I mean? <laughs> no. It's your fault. Yeah, yeah. You're you're the you're the kind of guy that's like, well, what was she wearing? No, I would no. never say that. <laughs> I'd wonder it, but I would never say. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. Jesus Christ. I'm a married man who was raised by four women. All right. Okay. So uh let's uh let's get into some uh some of the games that were uh that we just we had we had rivalry week. We didn't even uh, mention that. It was a rivalry yeah. week. It's rivalry week week. It's a tough thing. It's yeah. it's tough to get out of your mouth. RW. <laughs> rivalry week. Uh and uh obviously there were a, a, a couple great games. Uh but let's start with uh, let's start with the big one, the, Cas- the this ca- little Cascadia rivalry. You may yeah, have heard yeah, of it. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh let me tell you something. I like it, it seems to me like as much as we love the Seattle fans, uh, some of our biggest fans are Seattle fans. Some of my best friends are Seattle fans. That's a lie. But um, uh, I'm not racist. I'm like, I know like four Seattle fans. Um, the the TIFO uh, that the Portland did, they always do a great job. We posted about how great it was. And a lot of people were like, oh, it's unoriginal and it's this and that. It's like, all right, don't be that much <laughs> can, of a hater. Can you do that? I know, shade right now. Uh, we were uh, spilling tea over here talking about it. It was a real housewife move. Uh, that's beautiful. And I got to give it to Tropic Sounders, who was like, yo, is this sarcasm? Motherfuckers got jokes. And then he was like, yo, but for real, it is kind of cute, though. Like, you kind of got to admit, as an opposing fan, you should admit when it's good because that's what continues the rivalry. Exactly. That's what, that's like, what oh, builds on we'll, it. We'll, we'll top that. You got to do one better Next now, time, Seattle. Because, look, Seattle did um uh the the one true king remember with brian schmetzer and that was insane that one was really really good but yeah they, but they've also had a couple duds I, I would say consistently portland you know 
almost uh, uh, as opposed to like what they what they uh, put out on the pitch. The Tifo team is uh, is bringing the heat compared, think, compared to Tifo you know, team is way more consistent <laughs> than, than the Timbers than the team season. itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so look, we got to give props. And that was it was like just a gorgeous uh, yeah Tifo. What was it? Uh, Green and gold never gets old. Yeah. And it yeah. was holding up the cup, and, and a couple there were a couple of players drawn in there, and it's, it's it was just beautiful. Some of the older players from back in the day, and, just, uh, yeah, it was really well done. Very well, yeah. You got and great choreography too. Like you know the whole thing, the way when they go up, you know, I it's all of that involved. I thought it was a, a great job, and then take it to the pitch, and you get what kind of was a fun game, then kind of a boring game, then it got fun again. And then, oh boy, at the last minute, man. Okay, yeah. And look, this, the last couple of weeks, uh, both of these teams have sort of been in these situations. You just, yeah. uh, Seattle, Seattle, just last, uh, you know, just Wednesday, just last week, uh, they they uh, they were up one nil against Orlando and and gave up that it, the goal. Dempsey scored his goal. Almost at the exact same time that they gave one that they up gave the, week one before. the week before, and again to steal a point, you yeah. Know? And they talked about this at the end. If you didn't watch, Clint Dempsey down to ten men gets a beautiful header almost at the last minute of the match um, in extra time and just solidifies that win or that draw. But they said last week, I think it was against Orlando, right? Yeah. They said it felt a drew a draw felt like a loss. This draw felt like a win. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what I love about soccer is that even the result doesn't tell the story and to play that hard, I think, and I posted the tweet, but you look back at that second half and somebody said this, I'm like, how were they not able to score with, with a man down, you know, or a man up, I should say. Portland. Yeah. How was Portland not able to score? How did they give up a goal down a man? And someone put technically both goals were <laughs> because he got the red before the, the penalty kick was scored. So, yes, yeah, yeah, you're scored, technically right. They scored right before the, the end of the second half. Yeah, right before uh, the end, end of the, end of the first half. Match. For end of the first half. End of the first half, yeah. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, it, was a, it was a fun match to watch. If, let's start with the red. Was it a red for you? If you don't know Brad yeah. Davis, Brad Evans, Brad Evans, my bad. <laughs> what a Brad Davis? Who am I thinking of? Brad Evans, sort of, I guess, scissor tackled. Uh, aren't you guys glad I said tackled? Because uh, <laughs> if he scissored, yeah. I would have been like, I'm like, yeah, that might have been. I don't know if I'm uh, going to give him red card or my business card or my credit card. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a red card. It's sexual assault. Yeah, There's yeah. like way more also, involved. Kind of impressed at his ability to do that in front of the. Fans. It also it is Portland, so he got a lot of support yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, it's this is the weekend to do it. Be proud, okay? It's a perfect timing. Uh, we don't know men could do this, by the way. Uh, but um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did think it was a red. He he did. Um, uh, uh, Nagby had a, a, a open chance at at a shot. Evans, uh, yeah, he goes he goes for the ball first, and then he looks like he he closes his legs in a little bit to to impede Nagby from from the shot. It basically, it's almost like holding the player's leg as as he's like running. That's that's kind of what he was doing. So they call it dogzo, which is denying an obvious scoring, uh, goal scoring opportunity, right? Here's the thing: a lot of people were saying this, and I kind of po- I want to pose the question to you, right? Um, he was already in the box; he's already going to get a penalty. Is the red necessary in that moment? Can you give him a yellow and the penalty? They score the penalty 
do you need a red for that? He what he didn't look like he was going to harm the player and clearly thought the ball was there. He wasn't just taking the player down. Now, just looking at it, you think to yourself, yeah, that's a red card. Absolutely. But think about it. He wasn't trying to harm the player. He didn't follow all the way through, right? He did pull back at one point when he realized the ball wasn't there. He didn't go studs up through the player. He didn't just maliciously take him down. And the guy was going to get a penalty anyway. Do you need a red card in that moment? I mean, I, I need that word need is like the. It's a theme of today. It, yeah. it is. It, it's not. I don't what think would LeVar Ball do? I don't think it's relevant uh, to this uh, situation. Right. But it, is, it makes for a great podcast if you just answer the fucking question. <laughs> I would say he did. Uh, it looked like he he was he closed his legs on. You know, he scissored yeah. Nagby's legs yeah. with his legs. Ow! <laughs> and and because of that, uh, I think it that that made it deserve a red. If he if he would have uh, fouled him, like just going for the ball and 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 struck the player, understand that. But he did look like he kind of closed his legs a little bit. All right. Well, then maybe there is an opportunity there to injure the player, and you're right. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's that's what that's how I saw it. It, it. it definitely didn't seem malicious, but it did seem like a little bit of like gamesmanship. Like if he if this happened outside outside of the box, and if he would have done that, it was definitely worth a yellow. But it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a dangerous play. Gotcha. Uh, but he definitely looked like he closed his legs on Nagby's legs. All right. Fair enough. All right. I'll take that. So, uh, yeah. So now, yeah. Now that uh, so Brad Davis out. <laughs> Brad that, Evans. That that uh that foul is now a Pornhub category. Yeah, so it's, yeah, yeah. it's going to be very exciting. We should post that on Pornhub. <laughs> uh, do it from your computer so my wife doesn't think I'm going on Pornhub. <laughs> so, uh, but a great game. Obviously, the game ended two two. The first, yeah, the first half wasn't. Uh, the first half of the first half wasn't uh, too much Dude, going. Portland on. Portland didn't touch the ball for the first like thirty five minutes. Man, it was insane. Yeah, they they were um, especially being at home. I think uh, Seattle. Uh, they seemed, you know, when I was watching the pregame interviews with Stephen Fry and all this other stuff, and you see the atmosphere, it just seems like it's a tough place to play if you are the Seattle Sounders. Yeah, right? for sure. Uh, because yeah, and and dude, balls on Schmetzer to not start Clint Dempsey. Yeah, that was a that was a although big it turned move. out to be perfect. Sure, save him for the end. He comes in fresh legs, which for him is you know what sixty percent speed of everyone else. One thing I did uh, I did see from the that I found a little odd from the. The Timbers, uh, the, from the Seattle Sounders, uh, uh, away fans, the traveling fans, they had a they had a sign of uh, you know obviously just throwing some some heat at, at the at the Portland Timbers, and the sign said had uh, an outline. It was just a silhouette of Donald Trump, uh, of of uh, uh, Putin, mm-hmm. uh, and Caleb Porter. Jesus, <laughs> and it said uh, it said axes of evil. Which is which for is like, Axis. It, it wasn't. It was for Axes. Uh, a X E S. So that's Axes. Which I don't know why that is spelled that way. I, I don't know. know why it's pronounced that way. Isn't it Axes? That uh, well, Ax. So like Axes of Evil. I hate that I have to teach you things. About, no, like, Axe <laughs> like an Axe. Yes, yes. If I'm holding two Axes, an Axe on one left on my left hand, and an Axe on my right. And I, yeah, but I, just, but I just actually. But that's not. It's, it's not a reference to because obviously in World War II there was an axis of evil. Axis. Axis. But that's not how These it was. These are axes. 
Axes. Uh, yes, but that's... But, you said axes. Because that's how it was spelled. It, it, it can't be referring to the tool of an axe. What, what is... Because that's the Timbers. It's in their logo. Axes of evil. Yeah, there's an axe in their fucking but, logo. But what does it have to do with Trump and... Uh, it's a play on axes, axes of evil. All right. Well, let's agree to disagree. No, no, no. You literally were just <laughs> wrong. And I, I took me a hot minute to get there, but you were wrong. There, wasn't, there weren't any axes in the... In the it's a play sign. on AXIS. Okay. Well, good luck with that. I don't get what the point <laughs> they're trying to make there I don't is. get the point, but yeah. it's like comparing Caleb Porter to Trump and... Uh, and Putin. And Putin. Is that a safe? I mean, whatever. It's just like well, it's just such a stretch. That's as dumb as comparing Levar Ball. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just a, a little strange. I like the play on words, but it doesn't make any sense. It's it like does. a pun that doesn't hit. Exactly. So, uh, uh, but that there was the first goal from Jovan Jones, uh, which uh, again, an- it's like a double tap that thing. Yeah, yeah. but a, another a bit of a concern. That what you know, your why what, is your defender? Why is your defender? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, Jovan Jones, obviously, he plays forward a lot. He's great. When, he is. Uh, he's uh, essentially a wing back. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but but uh, it's still that concern. It's, it seems to be only Will Bruin and and Jovan Jones. Yeah. You know the kind of the backup forward and uh, and your and uh, and your left back scoring the most. But this was also <laughs> an issue for them last year. Who was that? Who was that um, forward that they purchased that didn't actually score until the playoffs? Nelson Valdez. Valdez. I mean, it's been an issue for them for a hot minute. Yeah. And they've got two. They've got two national team forwards on their team. <laughs> it's it's odd. Whatever. I mean, look. These, these and are, you got Nicolo Dero. These are the issues that have. It, it seems like. Um, I don't know. It, it, I, I, it's Which, it's weird. you don't know who to blame necessarily because Seattle's not like uh, uh having you know you can't you can't point to one thing. But uh, I would say the bigger concern is is up front as a as opposed to defensively. Because I, I mean I'm I'm watching Seattle. I'm like more comfortable with you know seeing Roman Torres, there, seeing Chad Marshall there. Uh, uh they they seem to be uh. Pretty confident and strong there, as long as the like the midfield is like kind of doing the thing. Yeah, but up front, I, I even Lodero, I he seems so frustrated and puzzled that they just can't get anything. Yeah, going. It seems to me like the ball like sort of stalls just ahead of him. He'll yeah. make smart passes. He'll do that, but the movement seems a bit lost the, up front. There, there isn't. Um, oh, there aren't those like. You know, we, you can we saw it with like the Chicago Fire, the the the, the sh- those Schweinsteiger passes, those Dax passes, that that th- those breakthrough passes that get past right. that back line. They don't they, have that. They don't have that. Or or if he does do it, they don't meet where they're supposed to. Maybe the runs aren't correct. I mean, there's a lot of like. Hold- I have a feeling it's not Ladero's fault. I don't think it's his fault, but there's. I would say with the with the style that they're playing, there's less uh, runs being made. Yeah, there's a uh, this, this they're holding but, the ball. They're holding the ball. Well. But this is also why I think Jovan Jones is making the runs that he's making and he's as effective is because he's the guy that's not getting tracked. Because yeah. he's the defender, sure. So he is finding those open lanes. He is making those late runs. Uh, yeah, but it'd be nice if uh, sometimes some, early runs, sometimes only runs. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if some forwards and yeah. midfielders, uh, you know, got got in on that game. Joe and Jones may win Defender of the Year and 
forward of the year <laughs> he might be the first one imagine uh yeah just uh, uh most goals yeah and uh and, uh, defense, <laughs> and yeah. defensive most award. clearances uh but i will say that it was a fun match to watch and i cannot wait for uh you know the the return leg if you will uh when they go to seattle it's gonna be a blast sure um uh fernando adi also scoring his uh 50th goal great Good for him. Yeah, great job. Yeah, we saw a little uh, of Fernando a, body. A, a piece uh, that MLS Insider just put something out. On yeah, it, which is really great. But uh, that was uh, pretty interesting, just about his uh, his background, where he came from, and uh, yeah, he's uh, wait, wait, I forgot from what Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess he 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 lied to go to that a trial a trial yeah he said he was going to his cousin's uh house or something oh, like grandmother's that. house grandmother's house yeah yeah. and he was really going to go try out for uh i i don't was it Por- caleb porter who say, was there no they didn't say what it was i think it was an american university okay but um out of 400 kids only one person got chosen it was him so it's amazing yeah so yeah. it seems a great story worked out pretty well some, some pretty old school photos of him in africa too that's right yeah in, in uh in the, the like the worst of uh soccer boots like they're basically non-existent yeah no yeah they're like <laughs> Yeah, you know they're like the 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 Daewoo. If anyone remembers that car, of soccer boots. <laughs> yeah, well, that, but that's a, an interesting thing. Just seeing wh- like where obviously he came from, a lot of poverty, and he was he was saying that he went uh, to this trial, and all these kids had way better clothing and and shoes, yeah. and, and, and but no, but they, but they didn't, didn't have, have the skill. skill. They didn't that's have the right. skill that he had. Well, remember that, kids. Uh, and then lots of kids that listen to this podcast. Uh, so just a four minutes after Adi's goal. Uh, Dairon Espria. Ah, oh, Dairon. Dairon. Yeah. <laughs> five best goals, five best headers at the ball out right now. There's Dairon, 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 Dairon. And then there's Dairon because uh, he heads hot fire. Well, uh, yeah. So after they were down, uh, down a man, after Seattle was down a man, Espria with that beast of a header i mean yeah, with that bootleg ass fade though you see that haircut <laughs> that was uh it's a it's it's bad i mean there's no fade at all it's, it's just fade. it's just too it's, it's like what's that sledge or ice slow who's the guy mm. he it was a movie i think it was um god damn it man oh. i like man he had like the sharp cut at the top Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know what you. Uh, with, the head, the head is just shaved up to like halfway up the head. That's yes, kind of what doubt. I Dairon. Yes, I know who. I know what you're talking about. And it's I not know. like sledgehammer or ice pick or something like that. <laughs> this guy's name. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know what it looks like. Yeah, and people listening know mm-hmm. exactly what we're talking yeah. about. But we, I don't remember. The name. <laughs> no one knows the name. All right, yeah, but Billy Bob Thornton. Billy played, Bob Thornton yes. played the guy. Yeah. Uh, and it just can't, I can't remember. Yeah, whatever. We we all know what it is. Yeah. Um, not quirky, but something like it. So, um, that that's kind of what his haircut looks like. Uh, but it, I made fun of the haircut a bunch, and no one was following along with me. And I'm like, all right, we don't have enough barbers following us. Sling blade, sling blade. That's it. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for looking it up. And this time we talked while you were googling, <laughs> so Igor could get off of our asses. Um, but uh, you know, it's he has this ability. Where you never know if he knows exactly what he's doing, Dairon. Yeah. He's kind of running around crazy, a lot of energy, but you really appreciate it. And he shows these flashes of brilliance and skill. He's a strong dude. I mean, he, he's the uh, kind of the, the more skilled um, Diego Chara. You know, I mean, Diego Chara is more the defensive mid. He's more of like a more energetic Diego Chara. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, but as far as uh, with, with some offensive, with more offensive ability, that's yeah. uh, that's what I, I see uh, out of Espria. Yeah, I love Espria. 
Um, so yeah, obviously, uh, so great game. I mean, boy, Portland, uh, bummer. Uh, just uh, why couldn't they score in the second half, which is crazy. I don't know. Uh, obviously, Nagby uh, got hurt. Yeah, uh, a hamstring. So I think that affected it because he was he was playing pretty well in the second half. He was kind of controlling the game, and once he was gone, I think they kind of didn't know. Yeah, what they the, sort of bunkered down. I think a bit Ma- more. Uh, Maddox came in and Maddox yeah. came in at the end. Uh, great pace on him, but didn't seem really effective. Didn't have a lot of opportunity to either. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll go from one uh, one little derby to another. <laughs> Fly across the coast. Fly from coast to coast. Uh, Beautiful. Land- <laughs> <Was> that Foley <laughs> artist landing in Newark Airport. Uh, oh, uh, EWR. <laughs> Hold your bags tight. You're welcome to Newark. <laughs> We're so sorry. What's going to happen to your family? Uh, <laughs> uh, New York City. FC uh, heads all the way over from the Bronx uh, to Harrison, New Jersey, about about maybe a three-mile trip. Not only did we have to fly in for the game, so did uh, New York Red Bulls coach Jesse Marsh. Jesse Marsh. Who went and got his UEFA European license, coaching license. Yes, he did. Did that while his team was training for what is, I guess, what a lot of people would consider the biggest match of the year in their home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? But Jesse Marsh has been very uh, vocal about wanting to coach in Europe, uh, so he's doing what he has to do. He's looking out for his future, for looking his, out for a number one for his family, yeah, <laughs> for his family. <laughs> uh, look, I re- I respect it, but at the same time, you couldn't pick a different week to go. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I think there's like a, I don't know if it would have changed. I think what it was, I heard it was a class that he had to go to a, a scheduled class and. A, Apparently, UEFA is very strict with... Uh, I would assume so if he missed this week. Yeah. yeah. So I would assume this wasn't like, nah, I mean, it doesn't really matter, <laughs> this game. He's just cramming yeah. for the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember I didn't get a chance to actually watch the match live. I had a pizza tour. I'm very upset about it. But um, I went to go meet a friend. A friend's mom flew in. I've been friends with this dude for a little over a decade. So the mom's always wanted to meet me. And it was an, a cool. I was like, all right, cool. Meet me at this bar right before the show. Um, and on the way there, I watched the highlights. And when I walk in, there's a bunch of people, not a lot, but there's a, a small group of people wearing Red Bull shirts and jerseys, and, and they're a little drunk. And one dude who I swear to God we've met before, a redhead, really tall, and I was like, hey, man, did you go to the game? He's like, yeah, man, we all did. Tough laws, dude. I'm like, well, not me. I'm an NYCFC fan. He's like, oh, man. He's like, well, he's like, you know, you still haven't gotten us back for that 7-0, but he's like, man, it looks like it's your turn now, you know, like yeah. to be sort of even he admitted it. And from all the highlights I've watched and everything I've read, it seems like a lot of people thought this was a bit of a paradigm switch. It, it felt that way. Yeah. Uh, so uh, watching the, I was actually on my way to uh, a beach in Long Branch. Uh, yeah, that's right. I saw you posting beach photos and I'm like, I thought this dude was watching the game. <laughs> so I was watching the game uh, in the car in the on my phone mm-hmm. on uh, on Fox Fox Sports, the Fox Sports FS1. app. FS1. <laughs> uh, and w- w- just watching this game, obviously, NYCFC won uh, to nothing. And but watching the game, I was nervous. I was just I, the first time. It, but the nerves felt like good nerves, like I think we have a chance. Right. You know, I think like that- <laughs> Christmas morning anxious when you're a kid. Nah. Yeah. Still not like, oh, my God, I fucked up in school and I have to go home. Yeah. Still, obviously, you know, I think NYCFC fans are feeling that bitterness from the U.S. Open Cup loss. Uh, right. Ah. It's not, not the worst thing in the world, but it, it just it's it still felt like, oh, it's it, it might happen again because it just happened. You know, yeah. still fresh. The, the wound was still fresh. Uh, but 
I think it was very evident early on. And even in that U.S. Open Cup game, I think the fact that that game happened just so recently, I, th- I think that's what helped NYCFC play so dominantly. They, they, it seemed like they went into this war with the, the, like a perfect strategy of like, we just went through this and this is what we're going to do to kind of, uh, you know, uh, compete at at this point. So, right. uh, yeah, obviously Jack Harrison's the first goal. Um, it, it's one of those, uh, moments where uh, NYCFC, especially when, when Rod- Rodney Wallace has the ball, uh, and 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 they do it a lot, you know, where the and I mean they do this everywhere, but like the the left back, which is Ben Sweat, once the the left winger has the ball, the left back goes around him, uh, goes behind him to get a pass. The 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 the, the right back on the other team goes to defend Sweat. Yeah. Sweat makes a great pass. Jack unmarked, and what a ball. What, what a, a ball! One time, by the way. One time. I mean, it. it I as soon as I, I watched that goal, I remember when we interviewed Jack. He was like, "Oh, I've been, uh, uh, I've been watching David Villa." Yeah, it felt like a David Villa <laughs> move. It felt. I was just like, "Yo, who is that?" Yeah, you know, I think David Villa watching you now. <laughs> da- yeah. David Harrison over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it really, it was, it was such a uh, heads up move and a world class shot i mean and if you watch if you watch closely you can see the moment where he decides he's going to strike it first yeah. as opposed to try to take a touch which is really smart because the one thing the rebels do really well is collapse on whoever has the ball yeah. they press really well so the opportunity to take a one shot that was probably the best shot he had and what a hell of a shot and i gotta be honest robles from all the highlights i've seen looked like he was still kind of on top of his game he robles is still a really good keeper he literally stretched as far as his body would allow to try to stop that ball and it was just perfectly rainbowed in yeah. Um, it was just a, a, an amazing, amazing strike. And for someone of his age to um, and his skill level to to be the guy to score, um, you know, in, in the derby, in the other person's house, that's got to feel good for him. You know, as good as it felt for a lot of the guys when they were scoring in, in Yankee Stadium. Um, what was it? Miazga did the baseball um uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, celebration, those types of things. As good as that must have felt for them, this is exactly what it must have felt like for him uh, to get that opportunity to do that. And Ben Sweat, by the way, all over this match. Ben Sweat did play well. Yeah. Uh, did he play well defensively, though? He did. I, yeah. I, I was more concerned about uh, it seemed like they were because of the high press that the Red Bulls do play. I was more concerned about RJ. I felt RJ was kind of making some bad passes from time to time because they were pressing so hard. And they it, it seemed like that was the, the you know, every game you, you try to go for like the, a, a weak link. You start to find some. Weak yeah, link. yeah, yeah. And it seemed like he he was uh, getting a lot of uh, passes intercepted. And I'm like, oh, it seems like they, get, they may be going after RJ a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it didn't, you know, it didn't lead to any goals. The Red, the, I think the biggest takeaway from the game, the Red Bulls, are anemic up front now. Yeah, they really they offensively they they have they have a lot to figure out because they're missing Dax. Yeah, I mean that's that's it. Look, I mean you you see where the Chicago Fire are uh, in in the standings, and you see where the Red Bulls are. The Red Bulls are now, I think, just right out of the playoffs. Yeah. And I mean, you can only uh, you look at that point differential and it's like, maybe is this the Dax effect? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and you you look at just look at the body language of D, of BWP. He is irate that he's not getting any opportunities. Yeah, he needs. He's he's not a guy. He's not gonna uh, 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 technically like you know. He's not gonna dribble around you. He's no. not. He's not that kind of player. He needs a. He needs. He 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 knows where to be to score goals. But you got to get the ball to him. Yeah, he does. He needs service, yeah. and uh, there's clearly. Clearly, there's uh, someone missing. There's a piece missing. Clearly, something needs to be done. 
because uh, that what's happening right now is not working twofold. What's happening on the pitch and your coach being in Europe trying to advance his career uh, try, <laughs> instead of trying to help you. But as an NYCFC fan, happy to see it. Um, but as just a general MLS fan, um, this I think this is good for the rivalry. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think this is good for the advancement of it. It needs to sway back and forth. You know, it can't be one sided. Um, and the rebels have held that mantle for a while. How does that? I wonder how that translates. Maybe we should ask uh, a rebel fan to come on. Um, how does that translate for how they feel about the club? They're still having issues filling the stadium. I mean, in a lot of teams are. It's not just a rebel only uh, situation. But the dominance over, you know, the the new cousin in in town uh, may have helped them to some degree. And Robles sort of uh, intimated that by saying, "No, because they're here, it's actually helped us." Yeah, um, that's if this completely switches and, and NYCFC becomes the more dominant club, does that do more hurt? Does that hurt? hurt? Yeah. Does yeah, that help? Yeah. Does that continue to help them or does that hurt them more now? Um, a lot of that needs to be asked. Um, but it is great to see and, and sort of piggybacking on what we said about David Villa. Didn't get any goals, but he was very active from everything I've seen. Um, and again, you know, he's someone you just constantly have to watch out for. Well, it seems like the Red Bulls, they, they go in with the game plan of who, who they want. Uh, just like in, in the NBA, they're like, hey, we don't want to get, we don't want Jordan to beat us. So do, anybody else can score. They could, you know, uh, uh, let them, if they're going to beat us, they beat us and that, and we'll give them that. But like, don't let, it's like, don't let Villa beat us. Right. Make everyone else beat you. It's the old Michael Jordan rules. Try yeah, to yeah. stop Jordan, let Pippen and these other guys score. Exactly. So the, the, obviously Ben Sweat with his first MLS goal, uh, which was a, which, which was not a, a goal. He wasn't. He, there's no way he was going for that. I mean, yeah. it looked amazing. Uh, it was if a, he did, then he's got the biggest <laughs> balls ever. Then he needs to go to. He needs to get traded to San Jose. He's got the biggest balls. It was, all a, it was a. It was but a. How happy was he when it went in? Oh my it god! A, it was a free kick, and then uh, he uh, was left wide open. And that was another thing. And that's what the, the point I was trying to make. Uh, that they were marking Aurelian Collin, and uh, I forgot who the other uh, defender was. Double marking. Chanel yeah. and not marking Ben Sweat at all, and and Ben Sweat at, when, when after the, the the free kick happened, uh, uh, you know, and he basically is heading it across the box to get right. somebody to get. And Tom, if if it was if it wasn't going to go in, Tommy was going to bury it anyway because nobody was marking him either. Yeah. Uh, but when you when you see Tommy almost banged him, he did that. What did he do? I think he did that against the Fire or Toronto. Where he uh, threw da- himself into Dallas. The Dallas. He threw himself. I knew it was a red team. Threw himself into the into the net. He almost did the same thing, but into the <laughs> pole to try. He was like, I will make sure this goes in. When it continued to curl, and he was like, uh oh, it's just my head in the pole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. And and I'm not sure. Maybe this was something. Something that uh, Jesse Marsh went over when he FaceTimed the team during practice <laughs> from Europe. <laughs> when he was uh, coaching through Skype. Yeah, over. yeah, yeah. Maybe the connection was bad. It was like, don't cover sweat when yeah. he was trying to tell them, don't he even was, sweat. He, he was texting <laughs> instructions from his bedroom. Yeah, yeah, from his hotel room. Sorry, guys. I'm really trying to cram for these finals. <laughs> Yeah, he was just uh, Jesse Marsh taking Adderall all of a sudden. <laughs> He's like Jesse Spano. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Jesse Spano, that's perfect. Um, yeah, so that was a, it. Was a, it was a fun match? I wish I would have been able to watch it live, but I got to see the condensed version and all that. So it was really, really cool. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. was a, I, I was, uh, I was proud of the team. I was proud of the fans, uh, that went out to the game. I, I wish I could have, uh, been there, but yeah, they've been sharing some of the photos in the supporters group and the chats and Facebook. And a lot of people were there, a lot of great photos. And uh, there's a great video of, uh, 
of, of all the NYC fans in the in the away supporters section just screaming, "We can't hear you!" and then just zooming in on the South Ward. Yeah, and seeing all the yeah, they're of course they're upset. They're not going to say anything. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, they've t- they've done the they've same. Done the same thing. Yeah. They've done the same thing because it, what the Red Bulls they're they're ultras. They 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 uh, they don't come in in red. I don't know if people they uh, wear people, black. They wear black. So there's there's obviously the 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 very uh, die hard Red Bull supporters. They they show up to games wearing all black and they they look intimidating and the whole thing. And um, yeah. but they do this thing where uh, it, once once they know they have the game sealed, say, say they're up like two or something at, towards like the eighty, I don't know eighty fifth minute. If they're up by two, yeah. Uh, they will all just take off their shirts. Yeah, right? they get shirtless, and they they're less intimidating intimidating at that point. And you because you see how doughy they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is why I don't do that. I don't do that. Which is also why a lot of the NYCFC supporters don't do that. It's like keep your shirt on <laughs> because you look better. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but yeah, they didn't have the opportunity to do that. And it, uh, I think for the NYCFC fans, they felt uh, a, an opportunity to get back at them because they they've had to see those uh, you know those doughy bellies, uh, yeah. those gelatinous, pasty, pasty <laughs> dudes. Uh, and if you're a Red Bull fan, uh, shoot us a message. Like, let us know how you feel about this match. How you feel about Jesse not being there uh, during the week. Uh, let uh, us know. I, I think I had um, maybe tell me if I'm uh, misquoting, but I think Jesse Marsh after in the post game. Uh, interview. Somebody had asked him like, "What, what's sort of what's going on, or what the status of the team is?" And and I think he said, uh, "We need help. We clearly need help up front." So, I mean, well, they did may- try to bring in that guy from Salzburg, and they sent his ass back, Gundensen or something like that. Go Branson. Go Branson. Yeah. yeah, close enough. Munjain Mun- <laughs> and whatever. Uh, Punjabi. Yeah, Punjabi. <laughs> Punjabi MC. Um, so yeah, I mean, clearly they do. I think they need. Uh, Dax back, whatever that, whatever it takes. However many Garber bucks it takes to get his ass back. How many fruit balls will it take <laughs> to get Dax? <laughs> I mean, seeing Reg buy him a fruit ball if he wanted the back. We're we're NYCFC fans if we bought him a fruit ball, and he doesn't give a shit about us. Um, and uh, one very quickly, uh, one last game we wanted to discuss: uh, Chicago and Orlando. Yeah, uh, this was a, a game where just Chicago. Killer Kong, Killer Kong, Killer Kong, Killer Kong, King uh, David Akam. Uh, went off uh and you you can look at our instagram for a fun little uh photo uh, it'll be up yeah that, you, by now you'll have it it'll we'll have be it up there we have a, a little fun fun little photo that we uh that we put up of, of david.com so check that out and uh for nothing chicago incredibly dominant this team i'm i'm i am now i think uh chicago the chicago fire are the most uh the the, the team that should be most feared in the league even more than toronto i think all right, so I did I I did some uh, research on my own independently by clicking hold, one button. Hold, yeah, I was gonna say I'm like, hold on, hold up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got reference. Stop the press. Those <laughs> reference books at the library. You looked up. Uh, you looked something up. Oh my god, what's the old the film in the library? The stuff that you could like, like the newspaper yeah, film yeah, and yeah. reels and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. So uh, I forget they were called, but that was dope. Um, so I I clicked on points per game and. Toronto is still leading in points per game yep. over Chicago. Um, so I looked at that because sometimes the schedules aren't always set. Um, and I looked at that and I was like, yeah, but Schweinsteiger wasn't here the whole season. Yeah. And it seems to be like that paradigm is shifting. That's another one. And it seems to me like Chicago is now the team to beat. And we've talked about other people. We've talked about other Atlanta. We've talked about um, uh, Orlando at certain points as being like sort of the tough team to beat. Chicago now has weaknesses. But their strengths, I think, heavily outweigh their weaknesses. 
You've got uh, Nikolic up front. Nemanja Nikolic is scary. Why he is, is, how the hell is he so good all of a sudden? <laughs> it's like no one else is there when he's playing. It's wild. It's insane. Akam is so fast. Yeah, I, it is one of those, like, who, who are you going to pick? That's going to beat you. Who do you stop? Yeah, yeah. you stop. And, <laughs> and I know what is it? Uh, what Delu hasn't scored yet, and you got Solignac. There's so many pieces. Yeah, and you know guys like Dax and Juninho could step up at any moment. They, and they don't. Even, they don't even need to. They don't need to. The <laughs> thing about this is, is that no one has to do more than what is asked of them. Yeah, the, and that's what's beautiful about it. Akam looks so great this year because he doesn't have to do it all on his own. You don't have to just try to get him behind the the defense. It, they have defense has to, as a, or the defenders have to maintain other people, so he's able to do more of his job. And look how great it's turned out. The the Chicago Fire remind me of the L.A. Clippers when Chris Paul first signed. Remember Lob right. City? It was yeah. just like, yo, get like Blake when Blake Griffin found out Chris Paul was gonna sign with the Clippers, he was like, Oh, Ali, that's it. Working Lob on my City. Oh. Yeah, working on my calves, son. <laughs> and that's, I'll jump over a Kia, you know? <laughs> that seems to be what it, what's kinda happening where, yeah. where Juninho, uh, uh Schweinsteiger and Dax are like, yo, we'll just get it to you guys. Yeah. And, you know, Schweinsteiger wasn't, I don't think he was this creative in Europe, but we're giving him the opportunity to be that here in America because he's playing with Chicago where he doesn't have to sort of handle the wing and he doesn't have to maintain so much uh, in the midfield. He's able to sort of play his game. Yeah. And if so many people are, are attacking him that or, or collapsing to him that other people are open. And these are people that can make great passes. These are people that are getting open. Look at that um, Akam goal where he's, He's yards away from the back line, and he wasn't off sides. Yeah, yeah. He's so fast, and he's so good uh, that it, I, I just think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that, and that goal was incredible. Uh, yeah. He obviously re- received, trapped the ball, cut Bendik up. Yeah. Spe- Spectre, Spectre slides into the net. Sliding into the net. Yeah. Uh, it, it's been fun because we, we've been seeing a couple of these goals. David Akam did it earlier this year, uh, and also Fernando Adi was just like oh, yeah. constantly doing that. That's Fernando Adi's main move. Yeah. I, I posted a joke saying that his 50th goal was the first one he didn't, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> sort of, you know, juke the uh, keeper. The level of patience on these guys is uh, incredible. And and, and it, it's... it's uh, a testament to uh, specifically with Akam, just the usually those fast pacey players are not you don't really know them for being like super chill dudes like, right like and composed uh you know in, in the final third because i mean we see like it's, that's not raheem sterling who sort of reminds me of like a david akam right doesn't do that no 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 he, he just takes the first opportunity to shoot exactly but um or at least he would like sort of panic in that moment and just try to shoot at any point but yeah um i look at this and say all right so we we talked about this at the beginning of the season david akam wanted to move to uh turkey um, didn't get a chance to, and Chicago said they wanted to keep him. Obviously, they had these plans we didn't know about at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but look how much better he looks now with all those pieces, and it just goes to show that even on an even better team, how much better he would look. Yeah. So uh, I think this actually ups his value. I agree. Yeah, yeah. If, I think yeah, if he would have left last year, which uh, which uh, in Chicago had a horrible year, yeah, uh, you would have understood. This is where like even, say if they do want to sell him, uh, Chicago is going to get the, the you know some. Good money. They're going to get good money, and he might even go to a better league than the Turkish league. So, um, you know, if you're Akam, if you're Chicago, maybe there's someone lying in wait that can sort of, you know, maybe take his spot that has that pace, that can have some of the skills he has, because he's an absolutely incredible player. Exactly. So, uh, all right. So we'll, we'll conclude that. 
uh, part portion of, of it. We're of not going to sh- take another break, though. No, no breaks. But we do want to do something fun for uh, our hundredth episode for our, 100th for our episode. fans uh, and for our, uh, almost a hundred fans. So <laughs> <laughs> I had I had reached out to a couple uh, uh, people, uh, you know, fans of the show, people who we love. Uh, if, if there's anyone we missed, it was just because it was sort of last it, minute. It was last yeah. minute. Yeah, there was uh, nothing. Uh, personal. And we're gonna we might even do this for the next episode also. So there's yeah. a couple people. No, we we're not going to do it for another episode. If you didn't make the cut, well, because we, we don't like we just like. <laughs> Like too young. <laughs> no, it's just uh, we we reached out to a couple of people that we had um, easy contact information for, um, but also just people that that have reached out to us and yeah, mentioned that they wanted to, us to do this. Yeah. yeah, and so that that's uh, uh, you know the, the the people that are like are, are constantly engaging with us, talking to us, and, and and frankly, who have sort of become a part of this show. Yeah, especially like our show is sort of carried over to social media, and there's like people on Twitter that are kind of a part of the after show, if you will. Yeah. So, I mean, part of the show in itself. I mean, I really yeah, think, we talk about it all the time. There, sure. there are there are things that we would probably have never even talked about if it weren't for uh, for some of the people that we are you know are about to like uh, uh, highlight. So right. So let's uh, let's do that. Let's do a little bit of that. So what we're gonna do is uh, play a couple of um, some of our fans' favorite moments, and then we'll tell you our favorite moments, and we'll tell you our favorite moments. So uh, well, let's uh, let's let's have a little fun trip down like. Uh, Everybody's like memory lane, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is your life. <laughs> this is your life is like you know a, a throwback of like the Cooligans' greatest hits. Oh or yeah. Um, so um, let's, I'm gonna play the first one. Yeah, I, and uh, just a uh, fair warning: a little bit of air conditioner sound in the background <laughs> of this one. Uh, yeah, they might not all be the highest of audio quality. Yeah, but I mean, again, they're fans, you know. <laughs> but, but you know, it's it's uh, it's a thought that counts. That's uh, what's important. So uh, I'm gonna play this one. This is uh, Yusuf Ricard, and we know uh, Yusuf from uh, NYCFC. Fan. NYCFC fan, and obviously uh, we he came to the Jimmy Conrad event, so we that's how yeah. that's how we know Yusuf. So uh, this is uh, this is I'm a big fan of ours. What's up, guys? Uh, congrats on the hundredth episode, man. That's a lot of episodes, man. You guys are doing good. I can't really say I have one favorite moment because you guys that become like the new ESPN FC for me. Because after the weekends, I'm always looking forward to Wednesday's morning. So I can just look like a dumbass laughing on the D train <laughs> when I'm stuck on 145th. But I got to pick two probably. So one would be the Conrad taping because just being able to be in the same room while the conversation is happening. Uh, you can tell that that's the kind of conversation that we need in this country to push the sport forward. And the second one would have to be the Dax thing, man. The fact that you found the bull, purchased it, and sent it to him. Like, that's crazy. And that's just who you guys are. So keep it up, man. And... Thank you for for doing what you do because it's enjoyable. Thank you, Yusef. Thank you, man. That That's was very, awesome. Very sweet. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he came to the Jimmy Conrad event, and we did talk about like how to how to basically uh, help American soccer and what or what changes need to be made for us to be able to like compete with uh, with Europe and, and and South America and things like that. And uh, and also, yeah, and the fruit bowl. The fruit bowl was. Uh, uh, I think we're going to be hearing a little bit more about that from people. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, you know, hopefully people bring that up because that's it was when we were thinking about what could be our possible favorites. That's one that kind of kept creeping up. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the things that I love about Yusef is that, you know, he came out to the live event 
And he talked to us a little bit afterwards and he was just talking about how, man, that was like really great. And, you know, um, just to see on people's faces, you know, as comics, we get that instant gratification all the time. So getting the chance to see it on people's faces, a lot of people came up to us afterwards and we're just like so appreciative that we would do an event like that. We would have it for free. There was free beer, things like that. I was really, really happy with. And, um, you know, it's great. And those little things help inspire you to move forward and push you on, you know, as as you know, you go through some of the ups and downs of this whole thing as we're trying to push stuff out. And we never know if people even care. Uh, something like this is awesome to hear. Exactly. So, and uh, listen to that uh, episode with, with Jimmy Conrad if you've not uh, heard it. That's yeah, a, we released it as a podcast as well. Yeah. So that's uh, that's on just I, I, who knows what number it is. Just find it. Just search. Just, yeah. Jimmy cool. Conrad, again, Jimmy, Jimmy Conrad. Watch the video or listen you'll to find that. it. But it was a, it was a the good podcast episode. Is the entire conversation exactly? So, uh, so uh, oh, so let's uh, let's go on to the next person. Uh, next up is Justin Hall. Justin, we we know him. Through uh, he he came to the kicking and screening film. Yeah, festival, that's right. He came to the kicking and screening film uh, festival, which is super cool. And uh, and we got to meet him in person. There, I think we he he had. Uh, I think he, the first thing he came to was uh, the Jack Harrison event. Ah, very cool. So uh, this is Justin Hall. Hey guys, this is Justin. Uh, favorite Cooligans moment through a hundred episodes. Generally, doing your part to spread some sweet, sweet American soccer. More specifically, PSAs to certain NYCFC supporters to stop being assholes. <laughs> uh, Dax's fruit basket, all-star game orgies, and subtly ripping on Christian's soylent consumption. But my top moment would be the Jack Harrison event at Upper 90, which introduced me to the Cooligans. Um, eagerly await every new episode every wednesday and uh keep up the good work guys that's awesome justin thanks man thanks uh, justin <laughs> and uh yeah uh people are pulling apart the fact that i rip on you for uh being an anti-food uh person uh so i'm really happy about that someone mentioned that because you need to be ripped for that i come from an era where you should be ashamed <laughs> to be eating and drinking soylent you come from an era what That's era right. what era is this uh the one previous to this soft <laughs> ass era where you'd be oh my god are you okay do you need a fidget spinner while you drink your soylent which is by the way just fine if you want a soylent you should be embarrassed uh soylent is it's the food of the future, guys. Oh. You guys want to keep eating, uh, you know, all this crap that's expensive and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You do you. <laughs> so thank you, Justin. Thanks for coming to the events too, man. I, I, you know, we should. We haven't had an event in a while, man. We haven't. We need to do. Uh, yeah, we need. And we need to travel a bit. We got to get out. Get out of New York. Go. We got to go to Atlanta. We got to go to Portland. We got to go to Seattle. Man. Portland's been begging us for an event. So yeah, we gotta. We gotta do that. We gotta do that. So. Uh, Next up, uh, speaking of Seattle, um, obviously Kale Parker, who, I mean, who has become a, a, a new a new bestie of, uh, yeah. of of this podcast, the princess of the podcast. <laughs> when you say that, uh, she is uh, she has become a sort of an integral part, um, not only on the show but after the show, uh, during her, the week. Yeah, her her and Tropic Sounders, her and Tropic Sounders, obviously the Seattle Sounders supporters. Uh, Kale lives in Chicago, and and the reason. Uh, we met her. We or, or got to know her was through the Airbnb because the 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 Chicago uh, uh, the All Star Game is going to be held in Chicago, right? And I think Tropic Sounders tagged her, yes, at exactly. first, and then that's sort of sort of where she uh, even became a fan of the show or even listened to it. Exactly, and uh, so uh, she a uh, sound supporter in Chicago. It all you know who knows how all these things sort of come together. How does anyone hear about anybody? <laughs> but listen, we're here now, and what a friendship we have developed. <laughs> so this is uh, this. Kale Parker. 
Hey guys, it's Kale. Um, I am here to praise the cool again. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, really anything that promotes soccer in the U.S. is high on my list of favorites. It's the best sport in the world. It's a world sport. And Alexis and Christian are doing it in a way that you don't really see very often. Uh, my favorite moment is obviously our Airbnb chains. This is my first episode with you guys and quite the introduction to you two as a comedic pair. Uh, I knew Tropic Sounders before that conversation, but it's obviously obviously brought us a little closer together uh you know <laughs> uh, i saw the chicago mention in my feed and i couldn't help but respond and then it obviously like snowballed and that gift conversation was everything and i love thinking about alexis opening up that extra weird cucumber gift in front of his wife i should also mention that i literally have dreams about confronting dax with those questions about his fruit bowl <laughs> um <laughs> And like finally getting an answer and becoming like the Cooligan hero. And I promise if I ever see him on the streets, I'm definitely getting some answers from him. But in all seriousness, my elevator pitch for this podcast is, uh, you know, the reason I love soccer is that as a girl with chronic anxiety about fitting in and like navigating the world, the Sounders um, not only gave me sort of like a link to home when I went to college, but it offered me a safe haven and a community where you can talk about things that you love with people that you love and the Cooligans is also that kind of place. Uh, they make you feel like you're a part of a bigger thing. And they're like, honestly trying to just like promote the sport in the country, which is, it benefits us all. That's amazing. You, isn't that? That was so nice. Come on, Kale. You're going to make me tear up and I don't have those ducks. So it's just going to go right back into my body. Uh, that was beautiful. And, and I think, you know, for someone who kind of heard of us late and has really only gotten on board uh, since that Airbnb conversation, which I only think is like maybe 15, 20 episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to hear she has she understands exactly what we're going for it's like she's been here since day one and um yeah i can't thank her more enough for for what she said that's beautiful yeah it's interesting so uh, if again if you're listening to this for the first time the airbnb thing that we're talking about is obviously the airbnb orgy right. that we were joking around about well, actually we just alluded to it they <laughs> went ahead and said <laughs> like no it's exactly what's gonna happen <laughs> uh, made a joke about at the all-star game having an, an airbnb orgy while we're at the all-star game yeah. so that, that that was the joke. But the joke was like, this Airbnb is going to be loaded with bitches. Because I forgot there was like a something happened with Airbnb or yeah, something. Yeah, but the, the, the context of it was that there was a comedian that rented out his Airbnb, his apartment for an Airbnb. And people, it was like a porno. No, no. I think we referenced that before we figured out the Ari Temin thing. Yeah. Um, I think we said that's the only way we're going to be able to afford is if we throw an that's orgy. Right, that's right. That's, that's right. we're going to be able to afford to go to Chicago. <laughs> um, and then we realized that's actually happened to someone we know. Uh, what well, kind of? Someone that is in the same industry as us, yeah. Um, but yeah, I and it, it, yeah, let's just say Tropic Sounders and Kale Parker together have taken it to a place <laughs> that is even further than even we joked about, um, and it's absolutely hilarious. But, it, but it's it's cool to see that mo moment or that joke uh, kind of go. Organically become sort of like its own crazy thing, which is what we do as comics. We take something yeah. small, and we, especially you and I, will will carry it sort of to the to the end to see people take it from there and run with that ball even um, or dribble it even further is is beautiful. And since, uh, to be honest, as someone who's creating a podcast that's uh, comedic. We want fans that can do that, and that's you know that's part of it. Is like, and it may, and it's it's like a it's it's our show as well. It's fun for us as well. We get to yeah, like, uh, we get to watch and listen or, or read. You guys do the yeah, same because thing. It's I, so awesome as stand up comedians. Like 
you know, and, and I remember Sarah Silverman said this in like one of her, not her last comedy special, but the one before that, that she filmed at Largo. Yeah. And she said, she was like, the, uh, I'm doing, I'm doing comedy. I'm telling you jokes and, and I'm, I'm the show, but like for, for the performer, us, you're the show. You're like you laughing and you, uh, uh responding to the things I'm saying is a show for me. Yeah. 100%. And, and, that, and that's sort of what it feels like when, when those moments happen. Yeah, very much so. Um, so thank you, uh, Kale. And uh, so let's now let's go all the way to the the deep south and uh, get Jay Riddle. Oh, yeah. And Jay Riddle's been on been on board. Obviously, since, uh, you know, I we guess started talking about Atlanta. I started talking about Atlanta. Atlanta, obviously, a, a new team in MLS. And uh, yeah, came out to see me perform uh, while I was down there. Was yeah. Also, got to meet him. Awesome dude. Yeah. I has a tattoo of Atlanta United. Yes, he his, does. Where he was he he got on board quickly. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> Boy, I hope you don't change his logo. <laughs> going on the skin. Uh, so here is Jay Riddle. Hey cool again. It's Jay Riddle here from Atlanta. Congratulations on the hundredth episode. And favorite podcast moment? Well, it's actually outside the podcast. It's when Alexi came down to Atlanta for a comedy festival and I went to go see him. He came out after the show, and I was holding on to one of my favorite Arsenal scarves I traveled to England with. And before I could tell him I was going to give it to him, he looked at me and said, Hey, I think I have that exact same scarf. But you know what? I knew he'd do the right thing. So I gave it to him anyways, and I'm sure he went home and burned the other one. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I felt terrible as soon as he was like, Well, I brought this as a gift for you. I brought this to, like, I think he said it was the um, the uh, EFL, or back then I think it might have been called like the Carlin Cup or... or um, the F8. No, I think it was an F8 Cup game. I forgot exactly what match it was. I remember it has to do with uh, Cesc Fabregas. But he gives me the scarf right after I told him I had one. I was like, no, oh, man. <laughs> it reminded me of the time, the first time, like one of the second or third sales job I ever, like sales call I ever went on in my first job. I said, hey, cool picture of a dog. The guy's like, yeah, man, he died about uh, six months ago. I was like, ah, I don't even really care about dogs. How did I say that? It reminded me of that moment. I felt terrible. But I, I have both scarves. And I will say that uh, mine is put away now and uh the one that you gave me jay it will be prominently displayed uh once our studio is fully set up all right so thank you again jay thanks man that was was awesome and Uh, he's helping us build our fan base in atlanta man he's told a bunch of people about us and he's connected us with people that do events down there so yeah uh really props to you thanks so much for taking time out of your day to come see me perform that means a lot to me definitely so uh next he saw me win which was pretty cool just that round i didn't win the whole thing but whatever okay yeah so uh a point is alexis is a loser still (laughs) but amazing at comedy (laughs) in the beginning (laughs) uh next up uh we have dave montillon dave uh our dear dear friend yeah uh, who we uh we met obviously yeah through nycfc but he uh, he came with us to toronto toronto which we i mean (laughs) kind of on a whim we just hit him up insane i think we hit him up like uh, on like a Tuesday or like before the game, but even before that, uh, uh, Dave has always you know listened to the podcast, been always very supportive, and then but he was the one who suggested he's like, hey, you guys should try to go get you try to go to MLS Cup, get media passes. It was his idea. It was his idea for because we didn't look again. We're as two comedians, we think like no, no, everyone's gonna say no to every. We yeah. get rejected yeah. so often, yeah, that we're just expecting a no. <laughs> we're just expecting a no. So, and we said to him like, well, if we get it, do you want to be our videographer? Because he's a really great, really accomplished videographer. Yeah, he shot a lot of video for the Utah Jazz. Um, so he was like, yeah, of course I'll go. And man, we really trapped out Toronto. It was great. <laughs> so uh, that was uh, it was a great time. So uh, here is Dave Montion. You know me, I just finished drinking my Arizona iced tea. <laughs> just got finished eating my bacon, egg, and cheese. It's 86 degrees outside right now. I got my Tim's on for some reason. But that's what I do when I listen to the Cooligans, baby. But yo, my favorite, my favorite Cooligans moment 
had to have been the MLS Cup, man, when we was out there in Toronto. We had a good time hanging out with Jimmy Conrad, meeting the players, uh, tons of laughs, good food. But, yo, honestly, the best moment from the podcast had to have been when we was on the pitch after the game and and Alexis goes up to to uh, Alonzo, Osvaldo Alonzo, and he's like, yo, se murió Fidel, se murió Fidel. Yo, the look on his face, he thought he was going to get deported, yo. But nah, yo, keep doing your thing. Cool against best podcast, gulliest podcast. I love you guys. Keep up the good work. Cool against. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Dave. That's hilarious. <laughs> I almost forgot that happened, man. That's right. So, uh, if you guys don't know, like if you don't speak Spanish, uh, Fidel Castro, obviously Cuba, Ozzy Alonso uh, defected. I grew up pretty much just thinking, uh, waiting for the day Fidel would die because of how much uh, damage uh, him and his ideas did to my family. Uh, close. I mean, you can think of him, whatever you want. I don't care. Just don't tell me. Um, it doesn't bother me. Free country, but whatever. Uh, you know. And when I saw, I mean, uh, you could tell. I mean, I don't run for a lot. I was chasing. The man just won MLS Cup. He was with his wife. I mean, we literally got onto the pitch. We weren't allowed to go on the pitch. We just lifted the rope and walked down. Rope that people were holding so that we couldn't go on. And we did it with confidence. And uh, I don't know, like I just I saw him and I started yelling Ozzy, 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 and he wouldn't turn around. And I chased after him. I was like, "Oh, you're going, your Ozzy," which is like the most <laughs> Cuban thing you could say. And I was just like, "Man." That's it, man. The Cubans are coming. I said all this in Spanish. I was like, the Cubans are coming. Fidel died. You won the MLS <laughs> Cup all in the same year. This is it. This is our moment. And I was like, I'm like, here we come, baby. Look out. And his wife loved it. And he looked so scared. I filmed. I, fi- I was filming this, and yeah. I couldn't have been any more embarrassed. No, <laughs> you were laughing so hard. I was laughing out of the insane discomfort. I'm yeah. like, why? What the hell is Alexis doing? What is it? Was, what? Some, it was my proudest moment, if I could be honest. It was also like 18 degrees. It was just such a... The man just won MLS Cup. <laughs> it was such a weird moment. And it was so funny because we spoke to someone who works at MLS who's Cuban. I don't want to get him or her in trouble, so I won't say anything. But uh, they knew of another Cuban person who like walked up to him and got like, super... It got, made him <laughs> uncomfortable. And they're like, why are all the weirdest Cuban people in soccer finding Ozzy Alonso today? And I'm like, I'm so sorry that I got involved that way, but I had to be said. I really thought we were going to get in trouble for that. I mean, it was whatever. It's fine. Meanwhile, if, we're like we're look, taking if, pictures with like if, Drew Carey. And- <laughs> if if Kyle Lahren can get back uh, into <laughs> into soccer that easily, we'll, we're fine. We're yeah, that's a good point. We're yeah. not doing anything wrong. Take a lift. <laughs> so, uh, uh, thank you, Dave. That was great. And uh, speaking of Seattle, and and the more I think, the more we start going through all these moments, it's like especially being at MLS Cup. Uh, uh, we have a there's like a bond with the the, the Sounders yeah. that we have that is that is just fascinating to me even like just Drew Carey having another comedian be part owner of the team and 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 getting to meet him and talk to him and all this right, stuff right 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 uh, so let, so let's go into tropic sounders so uh here he is man tropic sounders who, uh chris jarrett who is the head of tropic sounders which is a supporters group based in miami based in miami based in you know he covers south florida and the and the caribbean basically so the 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 seattle expats that are yeah. that are uh, in florida looking for better weather <laughs> and, and don't want Want to be in California? They go to Miami. So, they, and and this is the guy who's the the voice of all those people. So, uh, so uh, here's uh, Tropic Sounders. What up, my Eggins? <laughs> this is Chris Jarrett, aka at Siegeness, the head hooligan at Tropic Sounders. Uh, it's been a long journey. I was looking for 
any kind of soccer podcast involving the MLS and found these assholes trying to uh, talk like they knew something. So I let them pile up in my iTunes account until one day I finally decided to listen. And it's been a long, fruitful relationship ever since then, filled with pickle fucking gifs and random Will Bruin fanfic. My favorite moment, I would have to say, was probably when both you and Christian actually got scared of what we were going to do in the Airbnb. <laughs> when you full well know you're going to participate. Again, congratulations on your 100th episode. Love you. <laughs> what an awesome fucking human being. Uh, you know, he's just... He's one of those dudes. He did stand up for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So he's like one of these guys that I think just like immediately gets it. And he actually inspires a lot of what goes on on Twitter um, because he literally jumps in the fray the moment it's happening. And he's one of those dudes that you can almost tell when he's listening because sometimes he'll tweet at us about moments on the show. Sure, sure. And uh, just, uh, you know, one of the one of the fans that I'm, I'm most appreciative of uh, because he he helps uh, carry the ball so that we don't have to be the only thing that's funny. Uh, and he does it on Twitter and does an absolutely amazing job. And. He tagged uh, Claire. Kale, sorry. So, uh, <laughs> Well, okay, just remember, we, yeah. do we, a, a big point is, uh, in this uh, show is uh, how <laughs> terrible Alexis is with names. Because uh, <laughs> I was just thinking of Chris there for a second. But uh, yeah, no, he tagged Kale. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't know Kale. So, uh, and also, how much do I hate saying the word Kale? Because I think of the vegetable. Is it a vegetable? The roughage, whatever it is. Uh, but uh, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have all of this. So yeah, he's, the, he's also the one that put that really weird pickle chip. <laughs> which it's a gif that has no meaning to it it's just freaks me out even still thinking about it and nothing scares me and that thing freaked me out my wife was like what are you looking at and i'm like it's really hard to explain it involves an orgy but i promise you it's not what you think oh boy so uh uh thank you again yeah this is uh this has been awesome so we have a, 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 a couple a couple more uh i hope you enjoy going down uh this uh this memory lane with us yeah. with all these other people I, and then we'll get to our favorite moments absolutely which, uh, uh i think people if they listen to the podcast from uh you know you know like a year ago or something like that there were a bunch of moments before uh you know we really got into our stride right that were oh, yeah <laughs> that were. listen to like the first if you've never listened to the first two or three episodes listen to it it is awkward uh so uh this is uh kevin foy kevin foy we know him, oh yeah obviously from nycfc also uh ao bronx a- a- o- Ameri- he's an american outlaw he's uh he's the the, the treasurer yeah so. <laughs> and we beat him on facebook live on uh on Instagram, Instagram live, yeah, live. On FIFA. We were playing FIFA, yeah. Uh, so we did it with two on one. Actually, and I went when I did the the tournament. I also uh, beat him there. Yeah, well, you beat everybody. Yeah, I beat everyone there because I won the tournament. Yeah, uh, just reminding everybody, which validated me as not that bad of a player. <laughs> it's just you're that good. Uh, so this is Kevin Foy. By far, my favorite Cooligans moment had to be when I first discovered the Cooligans when we went to Upper Ninety when they were hosting. Jimmy Conrad. That was the first night I met the Cooligans. I met Jimmy Conrad. That was all just all around cool event. Free beer. <laughs> That's it. That That's was it. everything. <laughs> yeah, hang up. Free beer. Is that all I need to say? Uh, thanks, Kevin Foy. Thank you, Kev. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was just straight up. It was like, yeah, you you had Jimmy Conrad. You had the Cooligans. You got beer. I'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> come here. Click. <laughs> It's <laughs> all you hear. Uh, yeah, no, dude, thanks. And he's, he's been a fan of ours ever since then. And uh, this is also proving to me that we need to do more live events because it seems we'd be finding new fans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we got to do that. Um, so uh, next up, let's, uh, we have Rob Hobson. 
Ah, yeah, he's a, a, another season ticket holder uh, who hangs out with us. NYCFC, another like uh, I've been listening to us since the very, very early on. Yeah, he, absolutely. Uh, uh, he was like one of one of the first uh, people that you know in in the stands. I was like, "Yo, you guys are doing good work." Yeah, you know. So, uh, so Rob, uh, we want to give him an opportunity to you know show some love and give some love back. So here Let's you do go. It. Hey guys, this is Robert Hobson. I wanted to congratulate you on 100 episodes. They've been really funny. I'm really proud and glad to stand next to you guys in the supporter section. My favorite moment of any episode was when Christian made his first allusion to Alexis's uh Wait, he asked uh, Alexis if he he dressed up like a fat man for Halloween and thought it was great. Keep it up, you guys. You son of a bitch. <laughs> that was, and I mean that for both of you. That's your favorite moment, dude, of all the things we've done. A fat joke. That's the one you pull apart. Hey, and- look. Look, if, if people are inspired by my comedy, don't, fi- don't fight it. That, that highbrow <laughs> comedy you do. So, yeah. So that was Rob's favorite moment, which is uh, great. Yeah. It's, it's fun to have those, uh, those fun, uh, you know, little specific uh, moments. If, yeah. if it made people laugh. Just let them have it, Alexis. Going back in the other room to cry again. <laughs> yeah, you you know, Let's play the one about the me making fun of your soylent <laughs> thing again. Play that one. Uh, and uh, last that we have here is of the uh, fans of the fans or and and friends and and friends. people who've helped us get to the get the show to where it is. Yeah, uh, Kirby Pate. Oh yeah, absolutely. Some people don't know Kirby because they've been maybe listening uh, since uh, you know they haven't listened maybe since the beginning or early. Some people don't remember Kirby's Corner. Kirby's Corner, but Kirby uh, was uh, uh, you know an Arsenal fan. Yeah, then became an NYCFC fan. Yeah, that Alexis uh, had met uh, you know at like an at an Arsenal bar. Yeah, and uh, he was going to NYU at the time, and he was like, "Hey, I want I like what you guys are doing. I want to help you guys out. I want to intern for you guys." And he and he he helped us with so much stuff, and we like definitely definitively would not be where we are without. No, he was so integral in in a lot of our success, and and just his little bit of help that he that he offered us and spent a lot of his time helping us out was insanely insanely essential. Exactly. So here's uh, here's Kirby Pate. 100 episodes with the Cool Against Podcast. This is insane, guys. Congratulations on hitting triple digits. Uh, maybe, you know, one day you'll hit quadruple digits if we don't all die in the meantime. Uh, Christian asked me to share one of my favorite memories of the podcast. It's actually not on the show. You can't go back and uh, listen to this one. But I'm going to give you a little behind the scenes. When we went to interview R.J. Allen at Sportica in New Jersey, we actually went out to eat with him afterwards. And the dude is so nice, so humbled, so down to earth. Uh, it was awesome just to be able to pick his brain for a little bit about MLS, about NYCFC, and it was honestly one of the best experiences I've had professionally. Uh, to Alexis and Christian, I can't thank you guys enough for everything you've done for me. And I hope one day I'll be able to repay all this to you. Oh, I mean, everything he's done for us. Yeah, uh, exactly. You've, rep- you've repaid us a billion times. Also, over. you could repay us by paying us. Just yeah, no, us. once you make like a lot of money, <laughs> then yeah, you could go ahead and pay us. But up until then, I mean, you've done all right. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for that, Kirby. Yeah. That was uh, Chip, absolute... you raised a good boy. Exactly. Chippy. Uh, yeah, so that was, uh, those, those are the people who uh, uh, I sent in some messages. That some people wrote in some stuff. Yeah. Uh, which was cool. You, uh, your boy, uh, uh, SOCL Andrew. Yeah, yeah. So Cal. <laughs> So, so Cal Andrew, that's how you, uh, that's that's how you say it. Now. That's his name now. 
You hear that, Carol? Or what did I call Carol before? <laughs> uh, I just want to read it because uh, I thought it was very nice and very, very pointed. And, and uh, uh, so here, this is what uh, Andrew uh, wrote. Uh, and he's a, he's an Orlando City yeah. uh, fan, uh, but he's uh, but he's he's British. British. He's British. Yeah. So he wrote uh, as a Brit, sport and uh, just re- imagine a British voice saying this, yeah. uh, but not being condescending <laughs> towards the Ball family. <laughs> <laughs> As a Brit, sport and satire are inseparable, but it's not something I had seen much from uh, from of had hadn't seen much of from following MLS abroad until I found the Cooligans. Not only are you funny, but the content on all your channels is always quality and really fills that quote unquote niche, as Alexis would say, <laughs> to enrich <laughs> and entertain uh, the MLS community. When I think of my favorite moment, your interviews are always something I look forward to, but it's hard to look past the uh, spontaneous gifting turned long running quest for acknowledgement that is Dax McCarty's fruit bowl. However, my favorite thing about Cooligans is your fi- fantastic chemistry from Alexis. Reading off on poorly educated tangents about heckle and jide or giving people completely the wrong name to Christian. <laughs> to Christian forever trying to keep the discussion vaguely on topic. Why, is that, why am I poorly educated? It's English is my second language. <laughs> it's a pleasure following your work and even more fun interacting with you about it. Here's uh, wishing you the best for the next 100 Gully podcast and fee for the news episode. So thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> so Cal Andrew. That was beautiful, man. <laughs> Poorly educated. God damn it. I mean, I've referenced it before, so who cares? Oh, boy. So look, oh, it seems great. like the fans know you very, very well. Uh, well I mean, I'm an I open mean, book. They- uh, the book doesn't have a lot of writing, and it's mostly pictures of uh, dick jokes being They've definitely, uh, dicks drawn in there, but whatever. <laughs> They've nailed it. They've nailed it. I can, yeah. I can say that much. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So that was um, some of uh, some of our fans' favorite moments. And l- let's play our favorite moments. Yeah. Uh, uh, and again, we should have hit up Igor, man. We should, uh, yeah. I mean, there was just... Uh, There's so many people so we many forgot. People yeah, forgot. We'll, we might ask a couple other people. So... Uh, so this is what some of our favorite moments and I'll play mine first. Okay. And this was, uh, this was episode 73. So not too, too long ago, but it's, I've never laughed this hard and you're going to hear it on (laughs) on the episode, but this was about Ilkay Gundogan. Ilkay Gundogan plays for Manchester city. Obviously he came from, uh, I think Borussia Dortmund, right? Yeah. Um, and he got injured. He had a, uh, uh, ACL, uh, tear and he was out and he was out for the year. I don't remember this. And, and, uh, so so Manchester City, the players, after he was injured, he uh, all, all the other players wore his jersey uh, onto the pitch in the beginning of the game. They wore his jersey backwards and they wore it uh, in front. And so his, his name was on, on their chest. Yes, I remember that. So we were uh, talking about it and it was it just seemed a little excessive to do this with right. just a guy who was just he wasn't dead. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't injured. And we yeah. we basically uh, I'm starting to remember this now. compared the, the that sort of vigil to. To um to the Chapecoense tragedy, yeah, which yeah. which was the plane crash of the Brazilian team, uh, and where they the majority of the players died. So, Unfortunately, yes. I, so it was very sad. But this was uh, this was the funniest moment <laughs> that I I've never laughed uh, uh, this hard. So apparently, it's, it's, <laughs> let me let me, okay, let me cue it up. Here we go. So what what did you think of uh, so Ilkay Gundogan? He didn't. Uh, he obviously is not playing because he was injured. Right. Uh, and uh, and uh, apparently it's grave. Apparently it's. <laughs> it's so bad. Yes, they, they, I think they they lit his name in fire on the field. Yeah, <laughs> I just hope he make it. 
to be honest. <laughs> right, so uh, a few players um, wore his uh, wore his jersey with backwards, and they wore uh, you know with his name on their chest. Yeah, uh, in solidarity. To Pep Guardiola make you jump, jump. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, all my old heads just got that job. <laughs> in solidarity uh, because Ilka uh, Gundogan got uh, injured. He had a knee injury, uh, so I think he's out for the season. Yeah, again. I mean, what's uh, what? What are we? What are they wearing that for? The guy's not. He doesn't have cancer. He's not that bald kid that's at the Sunderland <laughs> matches. Right, he is not. Yeah. Right. You're we not, th- we actually verified this. He is not that bald. He kid. is not that. Bald. I thought for a second that was like I bet you does. Okay. And then we were yeah. pleasantly surprised. Yeah. It was uh, we, we were we were incorrect. Where that where that kid's name on your shirt? Whatever it is. Uh, sure. You know yeah. That I mean? makes sense. Il K Gundogan Gundogan whatever. It, it seems uh, you know a, a bit a bit much. It's, it's a bit much. It's like one of the things where you tell somebody you tell your boy like yo. You're doing too much right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you you mad extra right yeah, now. You mad extra. Yeah, I was so extra. <laughs> Cuz yeah, so he got hurt and that's part of the game, you know. Uh, you know, when uh who was it that got hurt? Wellbeck. Wellbeck got hurt, yeah. hurt last year. It wasn't. And he was out for the Euros. Yeah. He was out crying. <laughs> you weren't, but you you don't do a, a vigil. Yeah. Or, <laughs> Did everyone else on the team wear a black armband because <laughs> uh, you know with an extra big forehead? Yeah. Because uh, well, it, it, it sort of diminishes like the like the Chapuquense, right? Like it's right. like well, it's not the same. But you don't need to give the same about uh, uh, gravitas. Well, actually, I don't know. Same. Did you see the the press conference that Chapuquense did? No. They actually said Forza Gundogan Gunduan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they were. They were like. <laughs> Really I know, upset about it. I, they were like, "Yes, it's just a big tragedy." But let's not forget what's going on in Manchester. <laughs> right. Listen, I mean, our players dying is terrible. They're, they're donating just, all the money that they got yeah. back to Ilkay directly. They're actually going to let Manchester City loan their only player that survived. <laughs> You know, just to replace Okay <laughs> Baby laugh so hard Oh my god, that's awful <laughs> I mean, thank you so much Great, thank you. Uh, good on you guys Really, man. honoring class. Honoring class. the true heroes Really, just class The true fallen heroes <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy That was ridiculous, I remember that That was the f- I mean I I I felt bad saying it, and I remember <laughs> I didn't remember what I said, and then I, I kind of just pointed at you. I'm like, oh no, I remember what I'm about to say. And I'm like, oh boy, that was I have I have never <laughs> laughed harder. I mean, I mean, it, it's one of those you laugh so hard that you vividly remember the memory of yeah, the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's how that's what I remember. Your face turned up. <laughs> you were trying to hide the fact that you're laughing so hard because it's such an awful thing to laugh at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's actually but been you, my goal from day one on this podcast. You have to you when you you have to release something like that it's your brain allowing you to laugh at it is just like oh my god what am i doing yeah yeah i you know it's funny as comics we always try to make the person in front of us laugh that's all it is so my goal on this podcast is to make you laugh if i can make you laugh i know that people are laughing you make me laugh all the time so like i feel like that's what we're always going for hopefully the people listening are laughing along with both of us and then it's double as funny you know exactly, what i mean so exactly. getting to hear you laugh at that level i'm like yes moment of gold and i think that also leads to the other thing i said because I tend to be the one who's like, let me say the thing you're not supposed to say, <laughs> and hopefully I can break Christian. Because for those of you who now know, Christian is obviously the more respectable of the two when it comes to you yes. know uh, their humor, their sense of humor. I will go off if I need to. Christian is like, 
you know, <laughs> a bit sensitive of how it's going to be accepted. I could care less. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, but well, we have to have some kind of healthy balance. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so th- now next up, we're going to play your favorite moment. Yeah. Uh, which was uh, a big, uh, this was very early on. This is the very se- early on seventh episode of, right. of the podcast. So we, this is, uh, so again, we were talking at the top of the show. We, we didn't really know each other super, super well. I mean, yeah, we weren't nearly as close as we are now. Yeah. Um, but, I always look at what's the moment in which the relationship turns. You know what I mean? Uh, for our friendship, when did we really solidify? Like think to, you know, whoever's listening, think of your best friend. Maybe you both did something illegal together or you both like you snuck into a movie or something. You know, you, you did something yeah, that sort of. Good. Alexis' very m- favorite moment is when we killed the guy. We're going to play. We weren't supposed to say <laughs> it. We're going to play it right now. Yeah, for you. Yeah, here it is. This wasn't on the podcast. <laughs> it's a man begging for his life. No. <laughs> we were in Boston hanging out with, uh, what's the dude's name from the the Patriots, whatever. All right. Aaron Hernandez. Damn it. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, those moments, like what are the moments? And I think this was it. The thing that it is, is we went out after an episode and we went out a bite and me, I talked to my wife about this for like six hours. Calling you out on it was the big moment in the in the friendship. Yes, because that's when we were both like, okay, all the doors in this house are now open. Exactly. So this uh, this moment was basically the 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 burrito debate that we yeah, have. Yeah, burrito apocalypse. Burrito apocalypse. That's the name of the episode. It's, yeah, it's a seventh episode, but we had a, a conversation about how to eat a burrito, and this is uh, well, this wasn't a conversation. This was me belittling you for eating it incorrectly. <laughs> okay, well, we can label which everything he denies <laughs> is. False. Just, he did do all. The I don't want to fight denied. with you again because people we've are just, had this conversation we've had, we've, multiple times. <laughs> because people are going to hear the the argument that we I already had. Just listen to what uh, you, we already did. Any minute now. So you know, you guys have like a like a, imagine it's like a, an American football, right? Like a hand egg for those of you, mm-hmm. right? You're supposed to eat it from the pointy part down. Correct. Christian, because he took all the foil off, had to put his hands over the pointy ends of this American football burrito example, and he went to town on the laces. <laughs> he chewed right through the middle. And I didn't say a word, but I came home and I said to my wife, I was like, you got to see how this fucking guy eats a burrito. How did we let him into our home? Just, I mean, I'd never seen anyone do that before. No one eats it that way. You go end to end. I, I completely agree with you. No one does eat it that way because I did not eat oh it Oh, my that way. God. Yes, you did. And you know what sucks is now that my wife told you that I was going to wait to the second time we ate burritos to see if you did it again. I was, I was, I was building, this is, I was building a bit of a, of a, a, of case. a pile here. Yeah. And, and now compiling evidence. My wife mentioned that to you and you got all defensive like you're doing now and lying. I didn't. And I now didn't, there's no way for me to prove it otherwise. I did not get defensive. I, what, <laughs> what interests me is this, uh, you know, I know that this ho- the Guerrero's household is, is one that appreciates food more than. People probably appreciate anything on earth, you know? I get it. I'll I'll take that. So I'll take that as a as a positive. (laughs) I don't know if anyone listening to this thinks it's a negative or wasn't until it is not. You you know, you and I are are are, uh, very opposite Yes. On our feelings about food. Very much so. So the fact that this was a discussion, <laughs> well, the fact that it was like a thing where like you saw it and it's like, I got to get home and tell my <laughs> wife about this. This <laughs> is, she is not going to believe. I wish I would have filmed it because she won't believe me. That's, uh, by the way, <laughs> all of that went through my head. 
I was like, how am I going to find a way to take a picture of this guy eating a burrito this way? This is insane. The fact that I'm defending myself about you're this. Getting, getting burrito dissected here. I'm sorry. And I wasn't going to bring this up on the podcast, but I'm glad it is. No, we got to you, you had to get a fork. This is, this is our first grievance. Are the Kooligans going to break up? <laughs> Tune in next week. Stay tuned to the next segment. The burrito catastrophe. <laughs> burrito apocalypse. <laughs> and what you do is you rip small parts off of the foil because the foil becomes the thing that holds it. It becomes the hands of holding a baby. The swaddling. It's swaddled like a baby. That's a great example. And what you did is you took all the swaddling off the baby and I said, see, why is I, this baby I, cold? I, I committed the worst sin, clearly. In, in, the, in the burrito handbook? Yeah, I think you did. Okay, so look, so I'll say, I'll say this. I'm not fighting you about foil or no foil. Okay? Are we, we're going to go foil next time? <laughs> you know, I'm... For, it's it, you know no one taught me i didn't have a father figure to sh- like you to show me how to eat a burrito I grew up without a father you had a dad i don't know he didn't show me how to eat a burrito we, we're dominican we didn't eat burritos I was, i'm cuban and uruguayan you think no one in my family knows what a burrito is i apologize i actually don't think my mother's ever had a burrito uh, I apologize for my ignorance. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm sorry, your mom never had a burrito. She's missing out. We should help her with that. I feel like that's more on her son. I would. Not- be, I would love <laughs> to film my mother eating a burrito to see if she takes the foil off. Because I think she, not only would she take the foil off, she would open it and just eat it with a fork and throw the burrito wrapping away. Possibly. She throw the tortilla away. So look, I I get it. All right, foil. The fact that. This is a passionate sh- subject in your life. <laughs> Concerns me. <laughs> I, I've ne- I never thought I was supposed to care about this. I clear I'm doing life wrong. So I'll 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 sort my stuff out. <laughs> I, I'll try not to humiliate you next time we eat burritos together. But I just hope I didn't let you down. That's that's really. It. <laughs> I hope I haven't lost your love. I hope, I hope I'm not disowned. I would like the record to show, besides <laughs> that amazing rant, uh, that I did not bring this up. Um, I allowed my wife, I mentioned it to my wife, and she... Do you know how much worse it is that you mentioned it to your wife and not... You didn't even say anything to me. What am I going to say to you? It, and it's something so trivial. Trivial. To me. Yeah. It's, it, it is a trivial subject. So the fact that you couldn't just tell, uh, hey, like, hey, what, you know, that's where you kept the foil. I didn't know the foil was a thing. And so it's even more... Embarrassing. <laughs> you didn't know the foil was a thing. I mean, I didn't know like there was a that the stripping away of the foil to reveal the burrito, like some weird disrobing of the burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. I fucking. It's first of all, I remember having like this throat issue. Yeah, you were something was wrong. You were the. I, I think you had like a, it was a pizza tour thing. Like you had done a lot of tours. I, I was doing a lot of tours. I was doing. Or I was doing a lot of stand up. I just finished. I just finished a cold, and my throat was like giving up on me. And we were doing the podcast. It was just so much going on at the time. Um, and I was also doing my own podcast still at the time, uh, which was an hour long. So. I was just overusing my voice. So thinking, looking back, I sound like an old jazz singer, which is hilarious. <laughs> but you can also see like how tentative our friendship was at that moment. Yeah. Uh, that that was the moment that broke it all apart. So that was, we've taken a lot of turns on this podcast. That was the first major turn uh, before that. And again, that's like, I think what, the seventh episode that you said, right? That was the seventh episode. 